Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 368. We're your bi-weekly dose of news, reviews, opinions, and discussions exclusively for the casual gamer. My name is Brayden Oski. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Jason Hobbs. And today on The Inner Gamer, we're going to be talking about our review of the indie game Sons of the Forest. Woo! We are also in Austin, Texas right now. We're going to talk about our Southwest by Southwest 2023 impressions. Also, we're going to talk about our official Atomic Heart review and will the finals be the next competitive game. So let's get into it. Give me that music. Welcome to the It is March 14, 2023. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you want to show your support, you should consider donating or sharing this episode with a friend. You can donate to us at theinnergamer.net slash donate to contribute. You can either go to Patreon and give us your monthly subscription of any choice that you'd like and get some cool benefits from yours truly, the Inner Gamer Podcast. Oh, they're going to say you. Yeah. No, so too. no from yours from truly, me, the podcast. Brett, something special. Yeah. <laughs> Or if you don't have money to spend every single month, you can give us a one-time donation. So head on over there to theinnergamer.net slash donate, and we would love for you to support us so we can provide better quality events, better quality content, and much, much more. And as always, you can join us on Twitch and YouTube each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. This week, we're streaming Fortnite because <laughs> why? There's a new season that's dropped. And there's a big old city called Mega City. And we want to rail ride the shit out of that city. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that came out weird, didn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, oh, my see. God. Go ahead. Rail continue. Ride the shit out of that city. Ooh, it's getting spicy <laughs> in here. <laughs> I apologize, listeners. That was not supposed to come out that way. I was just saying there's, exactly there's rails the to ride. To you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> There's rails all throughout the city. This you can ride the rails. You rail the ass. <laughs> rail the crap out of that Call thing. Rail it hard. <laughs> Oopsies. Oh, uh, but uh, if you want to, Oopsies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah, donate to this. <laughs> well, if you want to watch us, if you want to watch us ride those rails, head over to <laughs> Head over to twitch.tv slash you doing hammercast. Oh, I'm dying right now. Okay. We're sorry. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. You got it. We're sorry. Or you can go to youtube.com slash you gamer and watch us there. Uh, also, if you want to wear our merch, you should After go to all that. We should on. have a shirt that says Ride Downs Rails. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Sponsored by the Inner Gamer <laughs> and Fortnite. <laughs> oh man, I've really derailed this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him! Good job! All the way back around. <laughs> oh man, uh, you can go to our website at theinnergamer.net and uh, check out our store. We have some uh, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, all that good stuff. Go over there, check it out, <laughs> support it. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a Fortnite shirt in the future. We'll see what happens. <laughs> use, use our 20% discount codes. Hashtag railed out. 
Ignore what Austin said. There is no 20% discount. There's no 20%. Code. I'm sorry. There is nothing. Oh, um, that was Black Friday. Uh, it sounds like Austin said he's going to donate you some money. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, reach out to him at Austin the Internet, and he will he will take care of your donations for you. Thank you. Oh my! Um, he will he will buy you a shirt. Thank you, Austin, for contributing to to the team <laughs> every and, day. Uh, yeah. No. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's dive into the topics of the week before I derail this even further. First topic of conversation today is our review, full review of Sons of the Forest. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh wee. Not only is there a full review, um, some of us have played a lot of it. Some of us have played not a lot of it. Some of us can't play it. <laughs> I guess so. I knew you were going to go that route. Because <laughs> uh, Sons of the Forest is currently early access, and this game is from End Night Games. It was supposed to be a full release game at launch when it launched on February 23rd, 2023. Unfortunately, it is not a full release game. They were like, nope month beforehand and they were like let's come early access nope we fucked up yep and it's very clearly an early access game however it's interesting to dive into so little context i played the first forest didn't really enjoy it that much travis friend of the podcast community twitch streamer awesome dude loves the forest addicted addicted how many times did he play the forest since you were there oh they came home early on their trip just oh. to play it. Oh, yeah. He's dang. like, yeah, we're coming home on this day, so we all can play Sons of the Forest. And he played oh. it all day and all night, like nonstop, locked wow. up in there, just hooked. I couldn't do that. He claims he only has like seventeen hours in the game, but he also claims, well, no, he claims that all the hours that are logged are not hours he played. But I disagree. All that to be said, <laughs> yeah. Sons of the Forest is a game that is a survival game where. You're up in this aircraft, you go, f- you get shot down, and you have to survive. And you have to figure out something about somebody. They say on Steam, it's you're sent to find a missing billionaire on a remote island. You find yourself in a cannibal infested hellscape. Craft, build, and struggle to survive alone or with friends in this terrifying new open world survival horror simulator. I was excited to play this game because I like the idea of playing a co op survival game with my friends. Um, I haven't had much luck playing with my friends, but when I did, it was fun, except they ran off without me a lot, and that was very sad, because I just wanted to build shit. Mm-hmm. didn't happen. So but, what would happen in real life? You know, <clears throat> yeah, you and I yeah. are out in the forest, I'll just leave you. No, in real life, I would be dead. <laughs> I wouldn't last very long. <laughs> it would not happen. Ugh. I can only do survival in video games. <laughs> video games. That's about it. But uh, Sons of the Forest was interesting. I mean, we, we dove into it. First, first impression that I have was it's a beautiful game. I mean, the graphics are incredible. Um, they drop you in this world, you know, lush forest. Um, there's a snowy land up in the distance. Um, lots and lots of trees. Good, like, realistic mechanics as you're chopping trees down, this, that, whatever. It looks really, really good. Um, and then when you go to, like, manage your inventory like you literally like lay a pack down like a like a blanket and you lay all your shit down on the ground and it's like a book bag that's f- like laid out and you have like everything there i like that animation yeah to it and everything but it's interesting because it's also you have a book bag that's you have with you as part oh. of that so it's like i don't know it's it's kind of weird because when you lay this thing down it's like you have this like a big huge like bag of holding on your back that can carry a bunch of shit mm. and then you have a backpack that you can load other stuff into that's for quick access. 
So whenever you use a quick access menu, you like pull the backpack out and then it's like, oh, I can grab this or I can grab oh, that. Otherwise, okay. it's an animation where you like you get down the ground, lay the bag out and then go from there. But it's uh, there's a lot of inventory management. Yeah. A lot of collecting things. And somehow you can build a time bomb in this game with the materials you find, but you can't get a shovel without going through a bunch of different like rolls to like go through different caves and shit. Progression. That was kind of weird. Progression, man. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. But anyway, game is great. I think it's got a lot of potential here, but it's very, very clearly early access, despite the fact it was supposed to be a full release game. So, Austin, what were your thoughts? You play this game. How do you feel about it? I don't like it. Oh, I deleted it. Love it. I got three hours in, and I was playing with you and Scott, and I was expecting a lot more, and it's basically the same as before. I know <clears throat> I originally played some, uh, The Forest. Um, I don't know how much time I got in it, but I played it with Travis and Scott and probably with you a little bit. And for the most part, I liked it. You know, you could create these bases, and, you know, I thought it was going to be a little different than what it originally was um, or what it actually is. And, you know, I put some time in, I had fun, I built, I conquered, and. You know, I didn't know there was actually a story in there until I started looking at the story, and then I realized how much you have to do to actually get through the story. And I was like, I'd rather not do this. And, and the first one, or the second one, and the both. first one. Okay. Yeah. And so coming to this one, it's exactly the same thing. The trailer makes it, make it makes it look out look to be a little different and a little more involved, or like evolved, not involved, and it doesn't do that. Like they show all these cool <laughs> creatures that you can come across and like weird things are happening. And I was like, oh, cool. Like as you explore, you're going to see like crazy things and you have to, you know, do your best to, you know, build your fort, which you still have to do that. Yeah. And, you know, things will come attack you, which that does happen, but <clears throat> it's just not varied enough. There's no like main progression or like leading you to like, oh, hey, you should probably go do this. And um, which it doesn't necessarily have to be, but I felt like it, they just throw you in the sandbox, which is fine sometimes. But in this case, for me, it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. It's just a bunch of the same creatures come and find you, and uh, there are some cool moments that we ran into where it's like we see new enemies, like stronger enemies, and we have to work together to defeat them. But outside of that, I mean, I'm not going to put any more time in this. And Travis has 36 hours. Very game. repetitive. I mean. Grind's not there for it. It's not yeah, worth it. The grind's not worth not the worth, time. It's not worth the grind, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely. There's, you know, when we when we jumped into Valheim, I think the biggest like pull for me with Valheim was it was very grindy, but I love building stuff. I feel like the building was very dense in what you can do and how you can build like you know really badass bases and stuff like that. But then there was like bosses you can go and fight. And you knew where generally where those bosses were. <clears throat> like there was a you know icon that showed up on your map or whatever. You can mark a bunch of locations on your map to like remember like where stuff was, which I really appreciated. And in this game, you have all this technology at your disposal because at the very beginning, you have you have literally a sat phone that lets you see like where what the map looks like. But in the sat phone, you can only you can't mark locations as you discover them. You have to find these little trackers, physical trackers, and there's only three of them in the game right now, apparently. And once you lay those three trackers down, those are the only ways you can actually leave markings of like, 
oh, I want to come back here eventually because of mm. X, Y, and Z. And now there's a lot less like, you know, it's really beneficial in Valheim because you're looking for a bunch of different resources. You're looking for copper and you're looking for iron and you're looking for, you know, or this, that, whatever. You're looking for a bunch of different stuff. In this game, really, you're just looking for wood. That's all you really need is just logs and then fish to like eat and stuff like that. But I'm still surprised you can't like lay more markers down as you're discovering new things because there's like several areas that like you can go to, but you have to have a shovel to go. Like you have to have the shovel and the shovel is only accessible by going to one specific cave that you have to figure out where it is, go through all the bosses in there to get to it, find the shovel, and then you can go back and do all this other stuff. But it doesn't tell you ever like what markers you've already been to or where you like you can't like if I had a physical map, I could write a freaking red X on a map and be yeah. like, I've been here. I've been here. I've been here. We have this physical device that never runs out of battery, but you can't mark anything. So it's like kind of kind of counterintuitive, I feel like, for what an exploration game should have. Do you think they did that on purpose or was just by accident? They just didn't even think about <clears> it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it, it's. It could be on purpose, but I don't see the purpose. I feel, purpose. Like, it I feel like, like it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't get I, it. I, I think they just made this sandbox with some cool stuff, and it's like, okay, go have fun. There's things. There's enemies. Just forcing you to go explore, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's points of interest on there, but it's like, okay, like it's cool, but it, it doesn't all make sense, which I guess is like the big problem. Like at least with Valheim, it's like, okay, here is a dungeon full of skeletons. I know I'm going to come back here. I'm going to find some cool stuff in there, but I need to get stronger. I need to get more armor. You know, I need to make the right weapons. I need to have multiple weapons. I'm like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get this stuff. And it's going to help me build more things and build new things. Cause you're going to find new ingredients in there that I'm going to unlock all this other stuff that I'm going to do. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to build those and explore what this does. Well, maybe I need to go back to some other places I've been to. And then with the marking of the map, like you, you kind of just, and it, it knows like, yeah, you know where you've been, but it helps you open the map because there is a fog of war. So it's like, oh, I need to go this way and see what this whole map's about. Yeah. And I think that's exciting because <clears throat> you don't know exactly. And there is progression. There's well, no progression that, in this game. I think that is the other thing about this game is that because of the fact the map is entirely open, they don't give you any kind of sense of direction of like where to go. Like in Valheim, you have a good knowledge of you don't you don't tend to go very far outside of where you are because you very quickly can find, OK, if I go in the dark forest or the forest or whatever it's called in Valheim, you're going to get your butt kicked pretty quickly. Right. Well, when I was playing with Scott and you guys like we went around the map, I went around the entire freaking map trying to figure out where the hell we get a stupid shovel and like we every once in a while like hit some bad people and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like. It wasn't very clear that like, hey, I'm at a position where I can't, I shouldn't go further. Like the environment didn't tell me like, don't go past this point. And what I realized was that you weren't supposed to go past that point. You were supposed to like go within your little tiny circle, go to this random cave. But you had to, there's a certain order you have to do it on the side of the map that you're at. But I didn't realize it wasn't clear because I didn't know what I was supposed to get in any of them. I didn't know I was looking for a freaking shovel <laughs> to advance any aspect of the game. I was like, oh, there's these zip lines. Well, maybe I can find some zip lines. But every time we found a cave, like all you found in the cave was like the same exact resources over and over again. I found like some bottles of alcohol. I found some rags occasionally. I found like arrows, arrows, you know, the same kind of things that like I can craft stuff with. 
but it wasn't anything that was like progression progressing me forward in the game. Um, I think that's by design. I think they just want you to play and eventually find this stuff because you want to explore, but there's nothing really pulling you, pulling you along. In Valheim, it's like, oh, I want to go in the swamps. I want to get better because that's where I get my silver that I can make better weapons, better armor. Like, I need to go there. I need to build a ship. I need to collect all these things. I need to build a house that's going to withstand yeah. attacks. Like, it all makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Well, that's the thing. There's no, there's no drive to explore in this game. Exactly. Because you don't, it doesn't it give doesn't you make that. Sense. It doesn't dip <laughs> that, that, that in there as, as Valheim does as well as it should. I mean, like, you have this booklet that tells you, like, all the things you can, like, build. So it says, like, here's how you build a fire. Here's how you build, you know, like a little tent or whatever. So it's like, okay, I know that I can build this and I can then build this. But then once you get to a certain point, you kind of built all the things. But there is a way you can then build large buildings. And you can set up, like, a blueprint where it creates, like, a ghosted, like, template that you then just, like, go and find the materials, bring it over there, and start building the structure out. And the structure building is really, really good. Like, I really appreciate how you build stuff. Like, at the, it took me a little bit to figure it out. But, like, once I started building, I was like, this is really cool. But it seems like the game doesn't want you to b- spend time building early on. It wants you to, like, find that shovel and find all these things. But it's not very clear that that's, like, what you're supposed to do. And, again, yeah, you're probably right. You know, you're supposed to explore. But I don't want to sit here and spend 50 hours walking around this island before I find out the one thing I need to do to move me forward. Because that's the one piece that holds me back in the future progression of the game is getting that one item. How long is it going to take you to get that? You don't even know you need it. You don't even know where to get it. Like, no. you just start getting stuff. And then, like, how are you going to remember, oh, there's that cave after I get the scuba gear that I can go into. But I'm sure there's, like, five other caves that are just like it that I can use. And it's just like, uh, I'm, like, I'm not going to remember to go back to any, like, half of those caves. Yeah. So there's no real guide to it. They just drop you in and be like, hey, yeah, good luck. Which, survive. I mean, survive. yeah, it's a survival game. Survival game. Yeah. But it's it just seems, <laughs> it seems there's not a good sense of, it's not deep enough and it's not directional enough to, to get you moving through. There are some really cool things in the game. I mean, like, you have... One of the new things in this game that they didn't have before is NPCs that yeah. help you. Yeah. So we got Kelvin, who's a little dude that can't hear now that he had an injury when he fell down out of the, the plane or whatever. Uh-huh. So you can get bark orders at him by writing on a piece of paper and show him, like, I want you to make a fire or I want you to go grab logs. And it's nice when you're playing by yourself, you have this little dude that can go around and do stuff for you. You don't want him to die because if he dies, then he's permanently out of the game. But Oh, is permadeath him. for him? Yeah, permadeath. He dies, oh, he's dead. Oh, shit. But he's also kind of an idiot because he walks in the fire when he's bringing you logs. So he almost died for me like five times <laughs> by just me giving him orders. So that was kind of silly. And then there's this other girl named, uh, what's her name? Virginia. Virginia, thank you. You're welcome. Virginia. How do you know that? Three oh, legs, no. I've been, three so here, here's the thing with this game uh, I follow a lot of it from watching TikToks and stuff. Uh, I enjoy uh, uh, the gameplay of it, the game mechanics and all that. And then I enjoy watching just Kevin, Kelvin, 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 just making a fucking mess of things. <laughs> and, you know, I, I found out this. like just recently, uh, and I think I told you this, but I don't think I told you this, uh, Austin, is that the reason why Kelvin is chopping down tree houses is because he's afraid of heights. Because I don't know if you've seen like videos of him just like, just chopping away at it 
to like people build tree houses and he's just chopping down chopping it down and then like after he chops it down it all falls down he puts a (laughs) he does a thumbs up at you and you're like no kelvin no why (laughs) why did you just (laughs) he's just so happy and i i i love the mechanics to this game i really like the whole um uh the graphics really because it's like phenomenal oh it looks way better it looks so good compared to the last one and it that part blows me away but i cannot play this game but sorry that that was me getting (coughs) no it's good since y'all questioning me on it (laughs) and plus virginia she can get it yeah oh oh she can get it she can get it does she have four legs three Three legs three legs two arms four arms she can she can make some work happen yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So supposedly there's a scene. No, she brings you shit. Yeah, she brings I you a lot know, of shit. Which she like mean? defends and everything. Yeah. So. Wow. She's not like Kelvin's. You don't want to kill Kelvin. But from but. what I hear, you have to that encounter. Have Have you encountered her yet? Yeah, we've encountered her a couple times. I've yeah. given her stuff. Yeah. So it, I slowly am working up to getting her to trust me. So you have to get her. Yeah, you have to basically get her to trust you. And I find that aspect very unique because she comes up. She's like out in the woods watching. You can see her. You come up to her. She runs away. So you have to eventually get that trust from her. And then eventually she'll bring you stuff, just random shit, you know, like a fish or something like that. And then you start giving her things. And it's, it's kind of like a weird interaction of trust that you can see. And I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff to this game. There's a lot of great foundational stuff. It's just it needs that that progression loop. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 missing from it because battle mean, pass. No, not a battle pass. <laughs> um, Give yeah, me that because there's pass. there's a lot of stuff in here. Like I was reading the the Steam page, and it's like you know I didn't realize that like oh you can get your salmon and stuff from the spring and the summer, and then you can store meat for the cold winter months. So like there's like there's seasons. There's seasons in this game. That we haven't quite experienced yet because we haven't played it enough, but there's whole seasons going on. Um, you Where's know, the, the, the demons are really good. The cannibals are really good. I mean, they're they're very weird, and they like mm-hmm. come up to you and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna run away from you now. I'm gonna come up to you. I'm gonna run away from you." And then they get comfortable and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna freaking fuck your shit up." So yeah. They like they took out my base one day when I was freaking Scott went off by himself to go rummaging for stuff because he didn't want to build these games. And I was like, Scott, why'd you leave me here? And you'd already logged off, Austin. <laughs> I th- nobody else is online with me, so I'm sitting here. It's like nighttime, and like you know, I'm starving and I'm thirsty, etc. But I'm trying to finish my house. And it turns out the game doesn't have locks for their doors yet. So these freaking this asshole, I was sitting there building my house, hiding inside the house. He walks right up inside the house and kills me. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. Are you shitting me? So then he was about that. Where's Calvin? Whenever, whenever Calvin they was outside in the fire. Uh, Probably <laughs> hanging out, getting or burnt up, catching fish. So, whenever know. they kill you, uh, is it uh, that, the, okay? Two things actually, because I saw someone die or get like, get killed or whatever. Yeah, but he actually got captured. Yeah, yeah. You so don't die. You don't die immediately. Yeah, you get captured. They take you to a stake and they hang you up. Yeah, and then you have to cut yourself down and then find and your pack. Your pack is right next to the campsite. So they okay, just, like, lay it right there. So I you like can go that. Pick it up. Yeah. But apparently, I think Travis was saying that after three deaths, it's permadeath and you're done. Oh, so there is permadeath. That there was going to be my next yeah. question. Okay. Unless you get revived by a friend. So if you okay. have a you know, co-op in there, then you're okay. You're okay. I know that. Can, can your NPCs revive you? or I don't think so. I'm not They're sure. They're pretty dumb. Even Virginia. They might be able to, but like half the time, like 
me and me and Scott were trucking around trying to find a stupid shovel. Uh-huh. Like freaking Kelvin was not keeping up with us. He was just like halfway across the map, and I was like, <laughs> "Come on, dude!" So on the, with me. so you can see you can see all your people on the map. <clears throat> just the, just Kelvin, uh, but Virginia, you can if you put a tracker on her. Oh, so, so you have to I put did. a tracker on so her. So I put a tracker on her, and then I could see, because I hadn't befriended her yet, but I gave her a tracker, mm-hmm. and then she would now have it, and she carries it around, so I always know where she's at. Okay. I already saw the ending to this game, too, by the way. Yeah. So. The, I heard the ending yeah. was terrible, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. 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 No spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I mean, my, my, my thought is, like, if you guys really, really like survival games... Um, I think there's a good foundation here to like just mm-hmm. screw around in a survival game, but it's definitely something that I would probably wait. They are, they seem to be, the developers seem to be on top of things and updating on a regular basis. Yeah, just last <clears> week <throat> they did an update, right? Yeah, they just dropped, a, they have hang, hang gliders in the game now. Ooh. And they have uh, binoculars and some balance tweaks and stuff like that. So oh, did you get the sled yet? No. The 3D? So. Uh, Sarah, Sarah got it, but oh. she, she didn't know how to use it oh. when we played. Yeah, there's no fall damage to it, not unless they patched it. Oh, that's good. People were going down the mountain just rocking and just. Oh, like, that's cool. Go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, hard pass yeah. for me. Yeah. Not going to waste my time. Not going to waste time. I are you yeah. Fortnite battle passes to get through. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> are you, are you going to continue playing it, Brett? Or? Yeah, only with them, though. Like, I want to jump in with them. We've had a couple <laughs> only of. Only with them, with Scott. Only with my friends. <laughs> so, well, how does, Scott, too. Yeah. How does but that Scott work? Scott already beat it, too. Before, before oh, okay. you, like, close out on this, how, how does that work with, like, jumping in with another people, like, another person? Does it bring your your campsite over, or is it just, just you're in their world? Yeah, so your inventory will carry over, but your progression doesn't carry over as okay. far as I can tell. So if they join my server, mm-hmm. their character can come over, but their where they are in the world doesn't actually, doesn't actually pass carry. Through. Yeah. Um same with obviously the buildings and stuff like that. So really okay. when they're playing in my world, so it's not like No Man's game. Sky where we were in an area and we built something. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. That's um, what I was that would about. be nice. That's what I'm hoping that they eventually add. I know they talked about there's a potential of dedicated servers coming, which yeah. will enable that option to exist. Okay. Because like in Valheim, we can set up a private server and all eight of us can jump in there yes. whenever we want and play through the same persistent world. Okay. Um, but in this, they don't have that. But it's also a story-driven game, mm-hmm. so may, it probably wouldn't make the most sense to have it because yeah. then that means anytime anybody jumped in, then the story progress, like stuff progresses, time yeah. progresses. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I mean, mechanically, this game's pretty solid. I mean, it's got a lot of a lot of the building stuff is was really impressive to me. It looks very visceral. It's very um, realistic, like building the the roofs and like building like the like braces to build like second floors and stuff like that is pretty complex. Yeah, um, the world looks incredible. Um, the way the AI operates is really cool. It's just it just is. I just don't have any sense of direction of what to do in this game. And I, I get that it's a survival game, but I want a little bit of a, a little bit of carrying. Yeah. You know, a little bit like of guide me somewhere. Yeah. I think that's why it was so easy for me to get the last one. Cause there was like, Oh, survival game with crazy stuff in here. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. But then it's like, Oh, there's a story in here. I was like, there's a story in here. And it's like, I, uh, I'm not getting anywhere in this game. I don't know how to progress. And it just takes mm-hmm. me out of it. Yeah, that's so how I felt about same here. Uh, Minecraft. Whenever I jumped into it, oh. I was just See, like Minecraft. I was like building shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. but uh, I didn't realize there was like a you know you can fight that dragon at the end and all I that. No I, I had no fucking idea. 
knowledge. Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was just building shit, going places, and like I was playing with my friend, my roommate at the time, because we were playing Rocket League for a while. He's just like, let's jump into Minecraft. I was like, yeah, fuck it, cool, why not? It's popular, and I jump into it. And I was just like, what's the purpose of this game? You know, where's my carrot at the stick thing moment? And he's just like, we just survive, man. And I'm like. I, I feel like there has to be a purpose to this game, and I, I don't want to just run around and build shit the whole time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It is fun to build shit in that game. Just if it's like Lego bricks, like, but we used to, I used to turn off the, uh, oh, turn off the bad guys. Yeah. So you can just like freely build. Freely build. That was kind of cool. Mm. Um, apparently, so the last update for Sons of the Forest did add the ability to lock doors now with a stick placed on the interior of the door. So that's good. But they didn't have it at launch, and that was ah, upsetting. Cool. Stick placement. Stick placement. Yeah. I like it. But uh, yeah, Sons of the Forest. Stick placement for Brett. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Son <laughs> of the Forest. Yep, that's uh, if you guys want it, go get it. Um, if you like survival games, I think if you really like survival games, pick it up. If not, I'd probably hold until they finish this game a little bit further. Or if you're like me, just hard pass. Go somewhere else. Yeah, Austin's like, fuck this game. All right, next up, we're going to talk about South by Southwest 2023. 2023! 2023! We came, we saw, we conquered. Drink all the alcohol. (laughs) Yes, we did. We came, we saw, we drank. Yes. Yes. So for those of you that don't know what South by Southwest is, it is a big week-long conference. It takes place in Austin, Texas every year. Uh, We are here as press. We are coming here to find out all the things that happen within the game industry here at South by Southwest. And I will say, I am very sad at the love that South by Southwest gives to the gaming track because it's not very strong right now. But that's all all that to be said. There's a lot of things to do and explore down here, which I really appreciate. Um, There is a lot of events to go to. There is a lot of free things to attend. Uh, There's a lot of sessions. There's a lot of technology. And there's a lot of countries here. That are represented throughout the space. Yeah. I feel like there was like seven countries that had booths. Yeah, there were seven or eight different countries. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. That was wild. I didn't realize like a country would come and like set up a booth. Yeah. It's like talk about like, hey, we made these things. Wow. You know, come look at it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, But uh, but yeah, so we're here for the gaming X, the gaming track specifically. But we're also, you know, doing some tech stuff. We're doing some I'm doing I'm here for some advertising stuff, Uh, looking at a couple of different. Um, sessions or sessions going on all day, every day. There's brand experiences you can dive into. There's music playing in random street corners. There's VIP events you can attend. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Homeless people screaming fuck at you. Yep. Homeless people screaming at you. Good story. Yep. If you've never <laughs> been to Austin, there's a lot of homeless people down here. Bob, and they are crazy. Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> It sounds like, did y'all watch SpongeBob SquarePants back in the day? Yeah, of course. Yeah, remember, remember, remember those little, like, uh, I don't know, fish things that would come to the Krusty Krab and they just, like, made the room. Oh, noise. yeah. Just reminds me of that. <laughs> that, that's, that. That one homeless guy. There you go. He's the, that was yeah. exactly what was happening. Oh, oh man. Yeah. But we, uh, we let's see. Let's, let's, let's start with day one, I guess. We'll, we'll start from the beginning oh, and we just kind of go through it. So we got here on Friday. Yep. And uh, we we checked in our Airbnb and we're like, all right, let's go. And this time we decided to try a shuttle. So we're using the shuttle this time around. Uh, They have a free shuttle that takes you around town. 
wasn't too bad. You know, we hopped on the shuttle. I liked it. Yeah. Did we not use it last year? No, I didn't oh, know it existed we're, last year. No. Walked everywhere, basically. Yeah. 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 You didn't know it existed, so we never saw yeah. it. Well, I mean, last year was very compared to this year. Uh, last year was very uh, not that busy, I guess you would say. Is it not as crowded? But this year, it seems like COVID just went to the wayside, and they're like, "F it, we're just going, <laughs> we're going full out, man." Shuttles, people wearing astronaut suits so they don't get COVID. People touching each other. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, right. So yeah. We're, we're shoulder to shoulder everywhere we go because yeah. everyone's out and about. It's uh, they didn't crazy. check for vaccination cards. Uh, well, cause, yeah, because last year it was like we're just coming out of it. No, and everyone's still kind of. <laughs> but now everyone's like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's COVID. Gone. It's yeah. just it's like over. the flu or something. But it is. Yeah. It is wild to see like because I mean one thing I had never experienced with South by Southwest when we came here last year was that because of the fact that like COVID was still treated very differently in different places. And um, this year, it's That's like true. we there was people from like I've heard so many different accents yeah. down mm-hmm. here. Because I forget that like South by Southwest is such a global destination for a lot of people, and it's like gone to the point now where it's like so freaking big. It's just it's a little insane. But um, there was I mean I heard a bunch of different accents I didn't recognize. Yeah, you know, like languages being spoken that I was like I don't know where this person's from, but they were everywhere. Um, yeah. which is kind of cool, you know, to see like how much of a reach this place has, mm-hmm. um, for that stuff. But, uh, first day we got our badges. Yep. We went out and obviously the first thing we did was let's go get our free drink. <laughs> so we went and got a free drink because, <laughs> uh, every day you get a free drink with your, uh, your badge. So we went and checked that out. We tried white claws, new, uh, vodka plus soda, um, sparkling seltzer. So yep. we got to try that Good. out. Good. It was pretty good. It, to me, it just tastes like a regular white claw. Well, You're you don't know right. what you're talking about. No. <laughs> I mean, I have four of them. They kept giving them to me, you know? I mean, it doesn't get you any more drunk than the normal. No, one, it doesn't. So it's actually less alcohol content than the standard white claw. Yeah, than the standard white claw. Because wow. those were 4.5%, these white, regular white claws that we're drinking right now. But yeah, be on the lookout for that when it comes I, out. I think I prefer the other one because it's just straight up vodka. This is this like. Oh, was it? Beer, Let's see, is it vodka What's though? What's the difference though? Well, like, there's still a shit ton of okay, sugar so will be in it, right? No, there's only two grams of sugar. I didn't look at the other can. Yeah, it's, I'll it's look at gra- it tomorrow. It's the same thing. There's nothing different minus what they actually put in there. But you can't say it's vodka plus soda if there's no vodka <laughs> in it. Well, uh, there has to be vodka in it. They put yeah. it on the can. Same so you're, you're telling is, me that this has real blackberries in it? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the actual alcohol inside of it. Oh. We looked it up in the white, normal like seltzers that they sell at the grocery store that you can get at 12 yeah. you know, in uh, the morning don't have real liquor in them. Yeah. Uh, and I always uh, thought that they had real liquor. Nope. And okay. now they're making it with real liquor, apparently. Supposedly, hmm. but somehow it's four point five percent. That baffles my mind. Yeah, that that well, kind of diluted. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Believe I thought it. they were going to be stronger. Well, how much to be is honest. a shot? If you put a shot in this much liquid, how much is it diluted by? I don't want to do the math. We don't need to get into it. That's my question. Okay. <laughs> so what else? What else did we do on? Uh, we didn't do much on the first night, did we? No, we did. We went to uh, we after somewhere? after that. We went to the um, we passed by the Porsche memory. booth. Oh yeah, and Porsche. we saw that the we saw the uh, the transformers are outside advertising yeah. new transformers. Uh, Rise of the Beast or something like that. It's called. They're uh, basically uh, what was that transformer? What was back in the day? Because we were talking yeah, about the Transformers cartoon show. That one is what I started falling in love with. Transformers. Yes, great show. And uh, Hot Shot was my favorite one. He was the cheetah. 
okay. Yeah, so, and I thought that's who they were promoting in the, like, the Transformers movie. And I got, like, super excited for it, but then they called him Bumblebee, and I was like, who the fuck's Bumblebee? Because yeah. I, like, had yeah. no clue who who was who at that time frame because I grew up on Transformers Beast one. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah, you, you had to look it up. All okay, right. it is real vodka, actually. Now? Dang. Okay, yeah. you're looking up the vodka. We yeah. moved on past <laughs> it, Brett. Has to. <laughs> it's the world's first triple-wave filtered vodka. Uh-huh. Collides with ripe dark cherry flavor or whatever uh, flavor okay. you have, yeah. Okay. So it is, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, so what we did that night actually was went to the interactive opening party. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, the beginning that's of right. South by Southwest, there's always a, uh, for every phase of the party, so there's three different phases of South by Southwest. We have the interactive and the film all start around the same time, and then halfway through the week, the music section starts. Yes. So we went to the interactive one and hung out there for a little bit, that had some nice. drinks. Yeah. Um, they had a DJ going on. Um, cool little place, you know, it was, it was neat. And then afterwards we went and got some food and, uh, called it a night. So the next day, what did we do? We went out and we traveled. We went around the world, everybody. We oh first, yeah. We went to the, Oh, go ahead. Let, yeah. let, 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 let's start off first. Yeah. So first thing we did was we got invited to this event, um, for this new tablet called there it is. Leia. Leia uh, is a tablet that's being developed. It's a startup company. They're based in, I think, Menlo Park, I believe, is where they were located at. But they, um, they're bringing out version 2 that drops in April. $1,100 tablet. And the, the hook with this tablet, it's an Android tablet that features a special layer on the screen that enables 3D without glasses. So if you guys remember the 3DS that we talked about in the last podcast yep. about eShop closing down, um, this is basically that same type of technology where you can look at it and like it pops out of the screen, which technology actually looked really, really good. Um, but uh, I'm I, curious what y'all thought about the Leia 3D hands-on tablet. For no glasses, no headset. Just looking at it was great. Like the technology is really cool. And I'll stop there. Let Jason say something before I go into it. Oh, um, <clears throat> I think Brett and I, I, I was talking to Brett a little bit more on it. Um, it's cool. It's nifty, but I don't think there's a market for it for the uh, regular consumer. You know, for someone like me, I'm not going to spend that much money on an iPad or a pad, a tablet, to play any of the games that they're promoting. I, I agree with the guy that what he told us that they're trying, they need to find, find that like flagship game that, you can only play on Well, that's here. what I was saying. Oh, that's what you were saying. That's what I was saying. And that would, you know, help. But, I mean, uh, you got to look at VR as well. Yeah. VR has that issue. They don't have that yeah. flagship title. Like, uh, we went to that seminar today, and he mentioned Beat Saber. Yeah. That's the only reason why people wanted to get VR is because Beat Saber, Beat right. Saber, yeah. Beat Saber. Right. So that's what was pushing that. But with this, there's nothing to push it. In the medical field... I can see this working very well because it also takes 2D images and turn them into 3D. I thought that was very interesting and very unique, but I don't see myself using that, you know. Yeah. And he said that you can you can take the photo with the tablet and it'll automatically be 3, uh, 3D. I don't see anyone carrying around that fucking giant tablet just to take a yeah. 3D photo, and you can only yeah. share it with other people that have that stuff going right on. you know what i mean i think you're 90 percent right i mean it, it's because it's it's nifty it's cool but 3d it's just not meant for us right now 
the technology's not there. And I asked him about, you know, what about it like a TV like that? I mean, you can only you can only focus in on one person, right. whenever uh, how their system's set up because you can't have the multi person, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this whole well, concept it, yeah. is stupid. Well, I think it's. I'm sorry, nice. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> no, I think you should be honest. Um, it's nice that it is a tablet first with this technology built in. Yeah. So you don't even have to turn it on. You don't even have to use technology. It's there. Yeah. It is very niche. But, I mean, you can get it for the sake of having a tablet and have all the features that an Android tablet would have. Yeah. And so that makes it way better than VR because VR is like, well, you're using it for this one purpose and one purpose only. So hopefully True. there's a lot of stuff that makes you want to use it. Yeah. There's just not right now. But I mean, and they also had like other things on there. They had movies that were rendered in 3D that they had the license for and all that jazz. But I just don't, I think 3D is like very niche, is like super niche for uh, like the regular consumer. And that's what really bugs me that they're, they're really pushing this 3D bullshit. I'm like, I just don't see it doing well. well VR is already niche enough, but they, they have something going now. But this, I don't see it going anywhere. Yeah, but this is... Uh, seeing this, I was like, wow, leaps and bounds. Oh, it is. It like, is. You can just look at it and it's like, oh, shit, there it is. There's 3D. Yeah. But it's still like... I mean, the technology is cool because it uses... Uh, it has cameras on the side that looks at you, not just like... Well, you have a camera on both sides, right? But then the camera that's facing you, it tracks your eyes, so it helps create this effect mm-hmm. um, with the technology. But, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. I mean, this yeah. is, it's kind of <laughs> almost the same argument that we were having with uh, the PSVR 2, right? Uh, we said we didn't like it because there was still a cable attached. Yeah. yeah. And people, like, lost their shit because, oh, it has the eye tracking, all this other shit. And I was just like, well, still, it's fucking annoying. Now we have a 3D device that is only on this tablet and only one person can use it and, and experience that 3D thing. Right. right. I'm not going to fucking sit there and watch a goddamn movie by yeah. myself or play needs to play a singular game on there without connecting a tr- controller to it or right. any other games to play on it. So there, there, there's a lot of... The, the, the biggest... There's so many barriers to entry with this this product right now. One, it's eleven hundred dollars for a tablet. That eleven hundred dollars for a tablet that is basically an Android tablet. It's a nice looking Android tablet, but at the end of the day, it's like I can go buy another Android tablet for like three or four hundred dollars and does everything plus the novelty of three D. But at the end three D is essentially a novelty. What this product is is not doing is it's not solving a problem for anybody. And it's like whenever whenever the iPhone first came out, like it it took what was already technology that existed, but it made you realize that oh, like like this helps me, like this the, it humanized it a little bit and like give you gave you some sense of like there's a problem that they figured out needed to be solved with the phone, and they told the user about like what it was that you needed to to do with this, and it was like yeah. you have they basically said your computer's in your in your hand. And the way in which they packaged it was very, very important. And that's what kind of accelerated the fact that there had been a ton of devices already that had touchscreen technology that were basically a computer in your hand. But the way in which Apple pitched it 
made a big difference. And I do like so that their slogan right now is like, go ahead. We went from blackberries. Yeah. Had, um, <laughs> this crazy, uh, you know, uh, pads and stuff that you could physically touch the stuff. Like a little mouse. Then, a little ball. I'm, I think they did have. Uh, yeah, they had a little ball. Yeah. yeah. And then you had the touch screen, which you could like, <laughs> but it was like very limited touch. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. You do everything on the keypad. Yeah. Which had, a, it was just a, the super smallest keyboard of all time. I remember my dad would have one. I was like, this is cool, but like, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff. Like, what can you do? And it was super slow, but then yeah, this then that yeah. came out and it's like, yeah, revolutionized it all. Yeah. I love the idea. I mean, I think the technology is incredible. I think it's a really, really cool technology, but it doesn't, it's not solving any inherent problems right now. Like buying this device is not going to make my life any better than any other device that exists out there yeah. that does the same thing. Well, it's, for the regular consumer, Right. It's not, and and I'm gonna say this again for like a medical, medical field stuff, yeah, medical field, uh, uh, engineering field, uh, military field, like anything like that. I think it will be very successful in, but for like me and you going out and buying it, I just don't see it. Yeah, I think the tricky part with that though is still that they have to develop the technology to make that. They have to develop that that stuff. So it's like you know they he showed us the example of the uh, what was it the shoe. And it's like the only way the eye tracking worked with that shoe is because that's a 3D model that was built on that that right. let it pop out. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a 2D image that doesn't have. I mean, yeah, you can like move around a little bit, but it's yeah. not going to be as like you have to like fully like render and model like all these 3D things. And like VR is solving a lot of that right now. And I do like the idea of this like being like the lack of glasses. You know, that's kind of cool. But yeah. there's also a frame rate issue here too that I was noticing that was like it was a little slow mm-hmm. to like to move it and maneuver. So I'm, I'm curious if I can see it being like we had talked about, you know, like, Oh, you're looking at a heart and you're trying to figure out a different location to like, in, like, you know, to insert into the heart. So maybe you have a 3d scan. Somehow you can like grab a 3d scan of a person's heart. You're about to operate on. Yep. And then you can be like, Oh cool. I can like move my head around. Move my like, head around. This is the place where I want to like <laughs> I start to put a doing my stuff on to look at this real fast. To look yeah. At this real yeah. Fast. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was a big thing because whenever we played that that little dungeon game that they had on there, yeah. that you can, it, it, it was a dungeon style game, almost like Diablo, Diablo or yep. something like that. And if you move the uh, tablet around, you can see at different corners or different areas of the whole map. And I, I thought that was very just like I, I felt immersed into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing with this product right now is that they're they're not targeting that audience they're targeting oh, consumers no. you know yeah. and that's what's i think they're missing the mark there because like if you look at um the hololens that microsoft has they originally were gonna they had talked originally when it came out like oh this is going to be a uh, a consumer product then they shifted to enterprise and it's actively being used in enterprise applications you put on the hololens like headset with the augmented reality and there's doctors and there's engineers and there's all this stuff that are actually using that in enterprise-based situations right now. Mm. But this is not targeting that. This is targeting a consumer. And I think they're going to have to... I see two things happening. I think either they're going to... Um, they're going to get bought out and this technology is going to be integrated into something that already exists. Yeah. Or they're going to shift. They're going to have to shift to focus on enterprise and then do what you said and just like... Hey, this is for medical fields. This is for, you know, engineers. This mm-hmm. is for all those different things because it just, it doesn't make sense for a consumer right now. No, it does not. 
One one big thing that stood out to me is they were saying that the technology technology they use to make the three D effect happen has levels of effect. Yeah. Twelve being the highest, and they're using a level eight. So there is a give and take to the effect that you want with that and the resolution that you can actually put out. So the higher it is, like if you're at 12, it lowers the resolution. So it's like you can't have a 4K screen. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine having a 1080 screen Mm -hmm. and having that effect on there? Like it could be look like a 720 screen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, well, that just kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. I'd rather just have my 4K because I'm so used to it. Yeah. And again, like looking at the effect, like it takes a second for it to actually adjust to the person who's looking at it. And then you have to adjust your own mind and eyes to the effect because you're automatically like, oh, this is just a 2K screen or like a 2D screen. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And um, like going from like the main homepage where it's just apps and it's not in 3D. Oh, yeah. And then you go to you go an into app a-, or a picture or something, like then the effect kicks in and it's like, oh. Well, now I have to readjust. And I yeah. think that's just, that could be troubling to a lot of people. Well, I was telling Brad, my eyes were like, no shit, starting to hurt after yeah. doing that. You're trying to focus and your mind's trying to like engage in what's going on. And yeah. It's it's just, it's different. It, it's, yeah. it, it, I'm not talking ill of this product. I, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's going to like, Dude, what it is, what it is yeah, it's, it's just it's really impressive. It's very yeah. impressive, but I just don't see this hitting stores like super hot and doing very well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I do think like one of the last things I want to talk on is like they their new slogan is 3D re- redefined by AI, which is oh, they're yeah. using artificial intelligence to take a 2D image and automatically transition it into 3D. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I was like, okay, what about Fortnite? If I jump into Fortnite can this make that game 3D? And they're like, no, because they have to run the SDK in order to make that happen. So therefore, Fortnite has to make a separate app exclusively for Leia in order to allow this 3D technology to happen. And SDK also, is 3D technology. Oh, it's a source development kit. Okay. So the source development kit basically gives them the, the tool sets to tap into it. So like sometimes you'll have like a, you'll, you'll offer an open source API that lets somebody create an app that leverages a third-party application and connect to it, um, but instead, this is like this is basically like giving the Valve engine to somebody to like leverage it for their system. So you have to build it into the platform, and you can't connect to a third party. You have to like literally code it into the system that they have, which again requires a different app. Or you just release a new version of Fortnite that uses <coughs> that has the SDK built into it. But I don't know if they want to do that for such a small user base. Yeah, yeah. But what I think would be really cool is if they were able to get the technology to the point where it can process fast enough to make that transition happen in real time for the 3D to pop. Yeah. Playing Fortnite in 3D would be sick. Or any of those games didn't see it 3D. Because the one of the games that they showed us was pretty cool to see, like with the little like dimensionality happening, popping yeah. on the screen. Like that was pretty neat to look at. And if they can actually make that happen with any app on your device, then it'd be like, I mean, that'd be a killer product. Yeah. I would love that because... I mean, imagine if you can download something to put on your phone. Well, assuming the technology is already built in to a degree where you can make it easy to build into it and it's mainstream enough. I mean, imagine having your phone 3D if you wanted it. Yeah. like I, I feel like that's the step they need to make. 
Yeah. Like, how can we make phones 3D? Well, the the big thing... It, and this then everyone is, will have 3D. This is just foundation work at the moment. Yeah. Like the guy said, we don't have the... We don't have the technology there yet, you know. But he said five, maybe five years. Five years, I can see that. Five years, yeah, might be something. You can, he, you'll make it where it's instantaneous, and you don't yeah. need to have them use the SDK. But it, it does it. It was a very interesting product. I enjoyed seeing what I was seeing, but it's just, I don't think they need to release it to, yeah, the public like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. I definitely want to follow it and see kind of where they go because I think there's definitely some gaming applica- applications that could happen with this. There's definitely the the enterprise solutions that can exist, but um, it's cool nonetheless. You know, it's neat to see this kind of technology existing and continuing because I do think like the idea of having this like 3D depth stuff is mm-hmm. really neat, um, especially with VR not, you know, growing as much as it could or should. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But uh, after that, we went to visit the Dolby house and check out Ooh, some Dolby technology. Dolby technology. Yeah, yeah. I Joel was impressed with that. I don't know about you. Yeah. I was impressed with the lights and the music. That <laughs> 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 was tripping. Oh. They had Halo. They had two couches you could play Halo Hey, on. did you post up that video of us on Instagram in our little music video? I'm afraid to post that up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we, we stepped into this, uh, like, it was like this mirror style um, cube cube <laughs> we did a little dance but we didn't know what we were doing so we just we just it was kind being of because <laughs> everyone in lines just watching us we're like oh god oh, oh god no. but it was dope do? it was like a uh p diddy uh <laughs> music video yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably use that honestly yeah probably so but anyway sorry um, no i mean it was, it was a it was a neat uh installation but yeah i agree it was like there wasn't a lot of depth to it. I mean, there was some neat stuff to kind of play around with and yeah. explore. But did you see the TVs when we were leaving? Uh, yes, yeah. We're like this is Dolby that was cool. Vision. This is without Dolby Vision. Well, I'm like, well, Dolby Vision, you just up the saturation and contrast, and the other one, you down the saturation yeah. and contrast. Like, just, but it looked damn good. It I know, but I'm good. like, dude, these are just so cheap. I just, I feel like I'm trying to remember right like anything that like really impressed me there. I think that of my box. Oh, yes, the car, the car <laughs> that we didn't get a chance to get into. Yeah, they had a car. Everybody wanted to get in the car. Well, after that, we went to Audible. Audible House. We went to the audio sound studio, walked on in that business, and this was a big promotion for some of their audio technologies that they had. They had some weird, like, speaker thing where you could listen to some, like, Audible original content, and they were like, yeah, stand right here, and there's yeah, a speaker above you. And I was like, I can't hear anything. I'm like, oh, well, maybe try that one. I was like, I can't hear anything. They should have teamed up with Dolby. <laughs> they should have, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, made better, one giant yeah. house. Um, but visually, it's a really cool space. Oh, yeah. And then next door, they were promoting this new thing that they have called Word. It's a Words Plus Music Series, which is a, a series of original content featuring like artists, uh, musical artists that are basically doing like kind of podcast things that are released yeah. on Audible. And in it, there was this thing that y'all could have done that was what? Oh, you're talking about the record thing, right? Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing on that. Um, so you were able to go in there and you were able to have a uh, go into a sound booth and do a record, but you have to sing the song or whatever you want, and you can leave a personal message and all that. And uh, I thought you leave the personal message and then they play a song after that, 
Turns out, no, you just go in there, it's open, and the DJ will like DJ it up, and you just you just free verse it, just sing whatever you want. And I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't think my wife would like me trying to sing uh, Careless careless Whispers. Is that the name of the song? Careless Whisper? Yeah. Yeah. For her and have that as a vinyl. With no background audio. With no background audio. And I'm like... It's acapella. Acapella all the way. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, no. I'm gonna I would have liked that. On that. Why don't you give me that? I could have. We can do it tomorrow if you want. No. I thought okay. they were going to auto-tune our stuff and make <laughs> oh, it really? sound really cool. And like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And you put on a record and play it. And you get like an audio file probably. And it's like, oh, no. This I is mean, it's so a cool weird. keep safe. I had that at my wedding, you know? Mm. Uh, people were talking on the phone and uh, we sent it off. And it just leave a message type thing. But I thought it was something more like... A little bit in depth. I mean, it was still cool. It was yeah. still cool because they well, made the record a, right yeah, there. You got a record. You got a record. You got a physical record. Yeah. Yeah. How are records made? I don't understand. Like, how do you put sound to that? How does that translate when the little needle touches? Anyway, this is a whole other conversation. I mean, but yeah, that's a whole different. How do you make music in a digital It's called file. Google. Just look it up. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough, Brett. It, it is magic. Literal magic. Oh, man. How do sounds work, you know? I mean, like, yeah, what the hell? Uh, we create vibrations in the air and uh, our... Your drums vibrate to that, and our body translate that into something that we can understand. Well, it's basically yeah. with the needle, it creates vibrations and just sounds. But how does it know how to create the? Because it's etched into it. Yeah, but how do you know? How does it know how to etch it in to the point where it creates I don't, the exact? I vibe? don't know. That's the questions I have. <laughs> so moving on. After that, I went off to go to a healthcare conversation about the future of healthcare, which is for my job. <laughs> And then uh, these guys went off to a content creators meetup. Oh my god! How was that? We, you really want to talk about that? No, we don't talk about it. I don't, dude. I don't. Okay, create a brand well, and focus. They learned on a lot from brand. the guy from well, Too Hot to okay, Handle. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you what he said. Right, we need to post up on TikTok a lot and Facebook. Instagram is having some issue right now with political shit or something. I don't know. Don't care. But is dead. that was the big thing. It, it, if you're trying to create content, you're trying to like put yourself out there, just put yourself out there. Don't edit the videos. Don't go too crazy. Just be yourself. That's what people want to see. So with your TikTok videos and go TikTok live, talk to people, interact with people. That was his big push. And that's how he, he said that he was being uh, very successful in the business. Um. He didn't worry about branding too much until like he was a thing from what I can grasp from that and it, stick with a brand that is is your brand which that's pretty much like self-explanatory yeah. you know but uh just be yourself and that's what people want to see don't try to like edit the video down don't try to get the perfect picture try to live your life and enjoy it while you're doing this that personality yeah. yes personality is everything yeah. genuine be genuine be genuine yeah authentic there you go that's what people want to say authenticity yeah. yeah somebody was saying today don't ever put makeup on or anything like that just freaking show up and well, in your thank underwear god i don't ever put on makeup yeah, know, right? yeah. good dude <laughs> yeah you don't want to see my TikToks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. Put makeup on for him. <laughs> no. 
But sure. uh, that night, though, um, I was like, hey, y'all, let's go out and get some dinner and then let's go eat or drink somewhere. And yeah. we ended up at this tiki bar that was pretty cool. Oh, we were going full, full, just full on with yeah. it. Yeah, Why not? Did. What was yeah. Tiki Bar called? No, I just want to tell everybody that if you're ever in Austin, you should go to Tiki Tatsuya. Yes. Oh, it's man. A, it's attached to Ramen Tatsuya, and it's a Tiki Bar that's got all kinds of cool experience stuff happening. It's Talking very, very about cool. the ambiance and just the whole experience of just sitting, having to drink, it was phenomenal. Loved we'll it. We'll try to post something. We all got video of yeah. when you get one of their specialty drinks that serves like three or more people. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> they go crazy. The lighting in the room changes. <laughs> like they bring out boats, and it's like, oh, it's a storm, and the boats has dry ice, so you have like the steam coming off of it, or looking like the steam. thunder noise yeah. and stuff like that. Shit's going down. Everyone's looking like whose birthday is it or something. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's uh, end of the world. We're gonna it's die. End of the world. <laughs> It's my birthday. It's cool. Yeah, it was neat. One one had like a volcano exploding and just yeah. It was cool. It Remind was me of uh, did you ever go to Rainforest Cafe when you were a kid at Grapevine Mills Mall and you know, Dallas so, Fort Worth? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was a thing yeah. until I moved here and Sam and I went. Apparently it's just a Texas thing. I didn't realize yeah. that. Or the Grapevine Mills thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Place is sick. So cool. <laughs> Love it. Sick. Love it. Um so yeah, that was uh that was that was Saturday. And then uh, <laughs> Sunday rolled around. I went to this talk and saw some content creators talk about um, this platform called Kajabi, which if anybody is listening and has heard of Kajabi, I would love to hear from you because I've never heard of my life. And apparently it's like really popular amongst, con- amongst content creators. And it's kind of like an alternative to Patreon where if anybody knows Patreon, Patreon takes like 30% of your income. Um, Kajabi does not. And instead what they do is basically just charge you a monthly fee and you get all the tools to basically create, um, manage payments and contacts and analytics and build websites and send emails and build landing pages and wow. set up a mobile app and like all this shit. Yeah, it's like everything. Good jobby. Yeah. But Screw it's, Patreon. uh, their website says, turn what you know into an online course, coaching program, membership, podcast, and more. So it's really geared towards more like people that are trying to like teach people things like how to do things that have a YouTube, have a TikTok, have a whatever. And um, this gives them all the tools, uh, basically a one-stop shop to build, manage, and grow those audiences, Mm. which I thought was really interesting. Um, Mm. So they basically told me TikTok is not your friend. YouTube is not your friend. None of them care about you and that the algorithm is bullshit and that not bullshit, but it does. They change yeah. the algorithm, and they the the content creators' bottom line is always at the bottom of the list when it comes to Anchor will this it. what will this affect? Hundred percent. I was like, damn. So all this so, drive into like monetize YouTube and stuff like that is making me rethink <laughs> my thoughts there and be like, where else can we get money? So if you guys want to donate to the Inner Gamer, <laughs> head over to patreoncom Gamer and send us some cash. Please donate. <laughs> <laughs> help us continue to grow so we're not slaves to the YouTube uh, algorithm. Yes, and we have events, TikTok. so you can come out to our events and you can help make those better. Well, if you're in Fort Worth, but yes. Which, if you were at our last event, it man, was, it was a good, it was a good one. We need yeah, to buy more switches and another monitor. So yeah, we're we're thinking about like going me. big, big. We need to. We're we just need like to. we're at we the point to. where we have the demand is there that we yeah, have to like get right. more. Um. So after that, me and Jason walked around in this uh, nice. convention hall for a little bit. Oh, yeah, the expo hall. Yeah. yeah. 
there wasn't a whole lot there to be excited about except for there was a whole lot but nothing to yeah yeah, yeah. hypervision the fidgetal experience is what they call it which I one was that one the hologram. Oh, the hologram that you didn't realize it was fans. <laughs> I did not realize it was fans. <laughs> Apparently, there's a giant fans. Well, you can explain it better. Oh, you okay. So I, I know a lot of people have seen like uh, TikToks and or uh, Facebook videos of these holograms, and it's just a singular fan going, and it, it shows the light, and it shows it like a decent hologram. Uh, here they had like how many like. 30 of them all that attached big together. One was probably like, like 20. a huge one, 20 or more. And they just had this giant hologram up. And I'm like, holy hell, how are they doing that? And when I get closer, I can hear the fan. I can see it. But you can barely see it. That's the issue. If you have your camera up, we'll post it up with the videos and stuff. You can see the fans going. But it looked amazing and phenomenal. It had this giant uh, robot up there dancing and stuff. It just And whatever angle you were moving around at, you can see the full image of it yeah i was just like blown away by it it was well, it was really cool when i first walked up there it wasn't the robot it was mark cuban oh yeah and mark cuban was yeah doing he a was he was doing a speech yeah. talking about the technology oh, and shit. the future is here blah blah blah. it was wild but yeah I, say that? <laughs> I don't know this is the future, future i'm just future. i'm just terrified of those things just putting my hand out there and just fucking getting whacked <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just generating the pixels on the fans or something like that. I don't know how that's all working. I, would I mean, love it's, it's really cool, but it's something you have to see in person because, like, the video doesn't do it justice. Yeah, the video makes it look fake. Yeah. Which but, it is fake. But like in, <laughs> in person, it looks, like, just phenomenal. It's like you're just sitting there thinking, this is the next step. This is where we're going. Yeah, you know? that's cool. So That's really cool. Um, then we saw an AI robot delivering coffee. Oh my god, that was stupid. That was cool. There was an knocked e- it over. Yeah. I thought about it. Looked lost. I was just like, what is the purpose of this? And Brett's like, I want a video of it. He's chasing it. Robot, you have failed. It's a Roomba, Brett. Stop. I know. It's but it's delivering like, coffee. Where do I go? What do I do? There's, oh. there's also an Eevee toll that had no wings on it, but it like delivers you around. Oh yeah, we were very confused on that. Yeah. They had a uh, uh that thing's sitting there and it looked like a sled and Brett and I are trying to figure out what it is. turns out it's a plane or helicopter or something. Yeah. Vertical takeoff and landing. VTOL. Just didn't have the wings on it. Electric one. So, but that's supposed to be like the Uber of the sky? Yeah, basically. Okay, yeah. yeah. They're supposed to have built that already in Dallas and made it a thing. No shit. Yeah, I saw on the news like, this is coming to Dallas real soon. And just can you imagine? Well, this is a. Uh, I think places. this is like when you can like purchase and stuff like that. That oh, thing might be yeah. some autonomous technology to oh. it. But yeah, the Uber one was supposed to come in together. I think they had some like permit issues or something like that that didn't happen. Um, well, I didn't think you could actually do that in Dallas because you can't even fly drones in the city limits. Yeah. Uh, the CIA was recruiting. Um, CIA. So was the NSA. Yeah. NSA and the FAA. I don't know yeah. why they were all there, and but that South was one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You know. There was also this really funny thing that was, uh, it was called, I forgot the name of it, but they have these portals that oh you can my go. God, that was so stupid. <laughs> so they have these big ass rooms and sometimes they're inside of containers, but you walk into this portal and there's a dude that's on there that's on the other side. This was a live video chat, but it's basically just a giant screen. Imagine like walking into a room and like one wall is like the screen and they were video chatting with the guy in Johannesburg. Um, so it was, I mean, the 
the fact that they were able to do this inside of a convention hall was pretty impressive. Is but it, it wasn't very is high quality. Yeah, well, That's because the it, thing, no, is but, it? no, but here's the thing though. Internet sucks in convention halls, okay? They give you the shittiest internet in convention hall. Yeah, but they don't get the shittiest internet. They get all the internet. No, trust me, they get the shittiest internet. I've been to convention halls. We paid buku dollars to get internet, and you get like freaking dial up. So bad. <sighs> but wow. still, it's not impressive. There's <laughs> nothing, there's no point in that. It's yeah. a Zoom meeting it, in a big space. I mean, I can just space. go outside and. It would have been better Fire if he, he was like from a Joanna's fucking Square. hologram walking up to me and like interacting yeah. with me. But no, it was just a, it was an inflatable room <laughs> with a screen in it. Precious. And a guy's just talking to me. And Brett's Precious. like amazed by it. I'm like, <laughs> He's like well, Bre- they got internet. <laughs> oh, correction. I wasn't amazed by the technology. I was amazed by the fact that the internet, the technology was actually working. Because that never works. That never works. The fact that you have video in there, I can barely get a website to show up. I'm like judging your amazement because you were amazed by a Roomba delivering coffee (laughs) and now you're amazed by a Zoom meeting in a fucking (laughs) it did look like a blow up room. But I don't think the tech I don't think it was a good product either. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like the fact that they were able to make it actually work is an achievement. But what's I not? I can do an it on my phone. That's an achievement. I can <laughs> yeah, zoom. Yeah, but to that level of trust me, you've n- have not been <laughs> okay, at convention okay, hall. Okay. I do trust yeah, you. I trust I, you. I promise you, you have no idea how much of a feat <laughs> it is to pull that off. But all that to be said, <laughs> it's kind of like what we talked about with Leia, in that you know they're not solving a problem here. Like, oh, okay. who gives a shit about like whether I can see in my phone? Or I see like, oh, you're more, you're bigger. So therefore it's like more, because they were talking about how immersive it was. Yeah. How it's like, it's like you're right there with me. And it was kind of cool, you know, for a little bit, but it's like, okay, but how many times am I going to have a freaking giant container inside of my <laughs> property? It's like, I mean, they, they, you have to physically have this thing somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can just pull it up and like create a freaking hologram right in front of me, you know? It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. Lame. But... <laughs> There was, I'm sorry, Brent. There was also this weird head tracking thing. Oh yeah, uh, so it was like f- there was like five phones that were attached to this like head tracking device that looked really really creepy, and I don't remember the company's name, but it was really silly. Um, but what I will say was amazing technology was Brain, y'all. What brain. was Brain? Brain. Brain was a freaking speaker. Oh god, you're going back to the speaker. Let me tell you about the speaker. Could you grab me one more portable speaker that yeah. you can carry around wherever you go? World's first speaker with a subwoofer built into it. Yeah. And this subwoofer blows your mind. Yeah. Sounds so good. I walked away for a minute. I came back and Brett's like, let's go look at the speaker again. And he's dragging me to it and they had to shut it down. I was very (laughs) sad for you. Brett's coming. Shut it down. (laughs) Brett's coming because he wanted to buy the damn thing right then and there. (laughs) Yeah. Get me the speaker. We got to shut this shit down. I think it's gonna be like five ninety nine. Comes out later this year. Yeah, it's Very not excited. even out yet. <laughs> right there and there. I did. It was He's good. Just like, Sell me that one. No care what's prototype. The bass is so good. It was amazing. I believe you. And then that was about it. Then there was a bunch it. of like people doing other stuff, selling things and whatnot. Yeah. But it was yeah. Um, game talks. So, I mean, we've had we had went to a few talks. that were kind of interesting, you know. But nothing that was like. I mean, it's just it sucks that there's not like a bigger emphasis on gaming here. Yeah, I feel like there's ever we right. talked about last year, this year, the same deal. It's like yep. there's yep. a gaming track, but the gaming track is very much kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's we're still gonna access here. We still get to see some cool technology mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we're gonna go to the XR experience tomorrow. 
Nice. Um, Probably so have some stuff to talk about. That would be that cool. On yeah. the next podcast. Yeah. Please. So, yeah. But South by Southwest, everybody. We came. We saw. We conquered. We drank. <laughs> we hung out. <laughs> we hung it out. It was great. Yeah. Appreciate. Shout out to South by Southwest for, yes. for letting us come and attend and, you know, provide some, produce some content and share it out to the world. I'm looking so, forward to next year. That's right. We'll yeah. be back, South by. We'll be back. Um, right after these messages. Right after these messages, <laughs> yes. Yes, right after this alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, South by Southwest. Check it out. If you all have any questions about that, let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next year. All right. Our next topic is our Atomic Heart official review. Since we finally, well, I finally dived into it a lot more and... So did Austin after listening to my first impressions. Is that what got you hooked or you just... I knew I was about to finish Hogwarts Legacy and uh, I need a new game. There you go. Okay, well, you did have something to do with it because you were like, oh, this is like Bioshock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wolfenstein or maybe Brett said that. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh, I'll probably like this game. <laughs> I'll probably like this I mean, game. You had me at Bioshock, but then you really had me at Wolfenstein. So what are you playing on? I am playing on PC because okay. I'm Xbox playing on the has. PlayStation Five. So okay. I got you. just get that covered. But I am using a controller. Okay, an Xbox controller to play. Okay. So basically, playing on. I'm surprised you're playing a shooter with a controller. Um, this one's kind of I, not you. I'm talking about him. Well, no yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> single, pl- single player games like give me a reason to use the controller. And yeah, I don't have to worry so much. But it really depends like what kind of game. This one I, I do like using it. Anyway, jumped into it. Couldn't believe how amazing it is. I think this is going to be on my top three game of the year. Game of the year. Yeah. Damn. Top three. It's going to be my top three choices. You already have three figured out? Oh, no, but okay. there's going to be one in there. <laughs> the first one's Hogwarts Legacy, but this one's going to be one of them. So okay. Anyway, I was. Um, what I really enjoy about this game is that so far the story's been interesting. The world's been well-developed. It was like Bioshock meets um, Wolfenstein meets Fallout 4 because you have that whole, like, um, the Russians won World War II, right? Oh, so kind of kind of the theme. Yeah, on this one, on the storyline of this is uh, WW2 happened, and as far as we know, the Russians have won. Gotcha. So Yeah, so you have that culmination of all those games, like the robots are kind of like from Fallout, but then you have that whole storyline of that different alternative universe from Wolfenstein. But then you have the cool um, abilities like Bioshock. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that all come together? And it, it's interesting to not see the Nazis have won. Or I think a lot of games do that. We're like, oh, the Nazis came out on top. Or Nazis, like, bad guys. They 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 aren't gone. No, this is the freaking Russians. And it's cool to hear like something different with new languages, not just freaking Russian all the time. Well, uh, not Germany. Sorry, Germany. Thank you. Germans. Yes, the Germans. <laughs> get already get confused. Um, but I like how this game turns a lot of monotonous stuff into interesting things. Okay. Like, you know, coming off of Hogwarts Legacy, you go and you start searching through chests. And it's just like you hit a button and, you know, you get you get what you get. It's a it's a something you're gonna sell. It's an uh, apparel you're gonna sell and you're not gonna use it because it's probably not as good. Or that you do the Allah Mora thing, and it's like, oh, okay, I got to do the same puzzle I've done 50 times already to open this chest to get what I want. 
But this one, when you go and search a chest, like you have this telekine- telekinesis thing in your hand that has these little... Um, Charles. Charles. The glove. Yeah. Which is a little tentacle guy who comes out of your hand. And he has like this uh, telekinesis effect where he opens drawers so you don't actually have to open them. And you just kind of hover your uh, hand around and you can look around this like um, chest of drawers that like open little by little. And they re- he pulls out uh, items that you use to upgrade your, your gear and make new gear. And I'm like, that is just different. It's something you don't see all the time. Like, that's just so mo- much more interesting than just going up to something, standing over it, hitting your hitting the A button or whatever, and mm-hmm. you have that little reticle like, oh, I'm doing something. All right, I'm done. Next On to the next one. And like in uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I just got so bored of opening chests. Yeah. Well, like, even, with, even with that feature, uh, what you're talking about, it still needs to be polished down a little bit more because I have instance where I'm searching through stuff and he doesn't fully uh, I don't fully search through anything because it's still grabbing shit and I'll run through and it's not grabbing everything oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so I have to go back to it and search again and also with the uh, with the scan feature so you in in this game you almost have like a um, I'm going to compare it to Assassin's Creed or Arkham Knight you have your detective mode or whatever whenever you pull that open it'll show things that uh, you can search in in like a blue color well, sometimes I'm already searched that area and it's still highlighted like there's still something there. So mm-hmm. I find myself going back to it constantly because this game, there's an open world aspect to it, right? But whenever you jump into the missions and stuff, it's linear. It's just straight to the point. And, but you can veer off and sidetrack on things. So whenever I'm veering off and sidetracking and I'm doing the highlighty thing, my detective mode... Some of the stuff I already searched through, and I'm going back to it because I get so lost in the world. Oh. I'm going back to it, and I come to it, and I realize I already searched that area. I mean, that's just a, one, of the, one of the many minute things that I've discovered in this game that annoys me, and that's one of the biggest ones so far. But anyways, go ahead. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. That, that fact, that the whole searching for things is amazing i I like that animation i like just just like sucking up all the gear and all the uh well all the resources out of whatever i'm searching and what i really enjoy about this um i I think a lot of me enjoying this game was because i'm coming off hogwarts legacy yeah you keep comparing it to it there's a lot of issues with that that Uh you know like um i'm gonna kind of do a mini review or little aspects of that game but you know within six hours there was this really awesome progression in Hogwarts Legacy where, like, you get something new, you got new spells, you're unlocking things. Yeah. Like, you get to level 15 or 16, and finally you get to, like, use your skill, skill points, but you've already accumulated some. So you can kind of, like, really have some fun with, like, how you're going to um, use those skills to either up your magic or whatever. Um, and I thought that was really awesome. But then there came a point in Hogwarts Legacy where it just kind of stopped. And it was just the same old stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get some new spells here and there. You get some. You can grow your ch- talent tree and stuff. But for the most part, like you have done everything the game has to offer, and now the, all there is is just to get through the story. But in this one, I think I've reached the six hour mark plus, uh, probably eight to ten hours, and I felt like every turn there was something new, like. It kept me going. Like, the carrot on the stick was there the whole time. Okay. Like, going from, yeah, you're in this world. Yeah, you're learning about the world. It's very interesting. You're learning about the character. You're getting some new guns. 
uh, you know, searching for chests that are awesome or uh, weapon parts and then using that to make new weapons. And like, it makes me want to explore this world. And then you get to the open world area and they're throwing out new enemies left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to, uh, you know, you get all the robots are interesting. And then they start getting varied. And then you get to the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the Leafs. That go in people's heads and turn. Oh yeah, they the uh, how did uh, I compare them? Like the Last zombies. of Us, yeah, style zombies going on. Yeah, <laughs> so that that's a new thing. You're like, oh shit! So it's a whole new thing to deal with. And uh, with those, you have the little spores on the walls that, if you're not paying attention, they keep like, spitting out they more. Spit those, and then if you're in a room full of dead people and yep. you just get into those people, and then here's a whole other problem on your hand. And then later on, you get to the open the world. You can do so many more things than that, and you get these bosses, and then there's a new boss that eventually comes up that's like a, a blood vein monster who's mm-hmm. like totally unexpected. Yes. And it's just like so, every turn there's something new. New and something and it's different. really awesome. So all the enemies are very... Uh, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, you don't know what to expect. They're very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, different. All the enemies, and it's not, it, you don't feel like you're fighting the same thing diverse. over and over. Diverse. They're very diverse, and it's just very unique. But my question is, is let's not compare it to Hogwarts Legacy. Let's compare it to something more close to what we're, what we're used to, like Bioshock. What makes this game better than a Bioshock game? Or Wolfenstein. Or Wolfenstein. I mean, or is, or it, is it? Yeah. It's not better than Wolfenstein, um, the New Order, right? The last one came out. I think so. It's not New Blood because that one was. Better. Oh, that's yeah. the DLC, yeah. right? New Blood. Yeah, I think it's the New Order. Uh, that yeah. one had it all. Had a great package. New, Col- of, new Colossus. New Colossus. Mm-hmm. Had a great package of characters, uh, story development, just the story overall, and yeah, that was a very story driven game. Jason, okay. did you ever play the Wolfenstein? I did not. I ones? wanted to. I yeah. really wanted to, but I, I just, it didn't feel like the game for it me. Holds up. It, it holds does. Up. So it didn't. Uh, for Wolfenstein, and it's the same way with this one. So I might play Wolfenstein. Is that uh, whenever Bioshock came out, I felt like that's not the game for me. Oh, okay. you know, hands down, I felt like it was yeah. not the game for me. But then everyone started hyping up uh, Bioshock Infinite. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have some extra money, and I do this a lot. I got some extra money. I'm going to buy a game that I'm not used to playing. I bought Bioshock Infinite and fell in love. So I bought the Masters and just played through them all because I just, well, the remaster, and I loved it. And then when this game came out, I was just like, man, I get that, I get that feeling, you know, that Bioshock feeling again. I'm like, I, I want to play this. I started playing it. I did the first long-ass tutorial mission. Because it is very long. And then you're going into the open world. And that's what turned me off. Like very like hardcore, I don't want to play this anymore. I was about to turn it off and replay Hogwarts Legacy. Or put it on a Bioshock game. Because I was just like, this isn't what I wanted. You know? It just seems, it seems like Far Cry almost. But then I, I jumped into it. And I was just like, let me suffer through it. Because I usually do that with games. I'll, I'll suffer through it a little bit longer. Because something can change. And then I realized that... We have the open world, but the open world is just its own thing. And then your missions are very linear, like Bioshock. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That's what I wanted from the Bioshock game. 
Because Bioshock Infinite kind of touched on that. I want to explore this world more. And now I have that chance. And I, that's why I think it's a little bit better than Bioshock. Mm. The character himself, P3, I don't find him interesting at all. Like, some of his backstory, I want to know, but I feel like I know what's going to happen. It's already like... It's... How can I put this? It's, it's I can see where the story's going. And that's what kind of annoys me a little bit. But uh, beyond that, the gameplay is good. It needs to be polished up a little bit with like what I said about that. And then also me getting stuck in certain areas where the parkour, you got to admit, the parkour is fucking terrible. Have you done a lot of the parkouring in this yet? Mm, yes and no. Like... I feel like it's pretty standard, and I don't expect it to be any better than it is. Well, it's not going to get any better, but if I get like stuck between two boxes and I'm just <laughs> falling... I think, I think that's just a glitch. That's annoying. It's very annoying. It, ha- happened it has happened times. to me Do like you think it's six worse or than, uh, times. Worse than Dying Light 2? Dying Light 2 is better. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that definitely. It's meant to be a parkour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But comparing this to Wolfenstein and Bioshock... That's where I. That's where I want to. Uh, wh- which one do you feel is better? You said Wolfenstein, but what? Why about Bioshock? Yeah, I tried to play Bioshock more recently, mm-hmm. uh, Infinite, and um, it was fun. I didn't get very far, but it's it didn't hold up because it's like very linear and not a lot of stuff happens in the beginning. It's more yeah. just like oh, you're walking, you're listening to people, mm-hmm. things are happening. Eventually, you get to attack some things. But this one, it was just like well-polished, knows what it's getting into, gets you right into the action. There's a lot of stuff happening. You can explore as much as you want to. You yes. don't have to. There you go. But it makes me want to explore every nook and cranny so I can get all these pieces to make all these awesome weapons. Yep. And then on top of it, it's like, oh, there are blueprints you can find in the open world to upgrade these weapons yep. and make them better. I'm like, oh, Carry it on a stick, man. Definitely, there it is. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I definitely need to do this. Check because, out them boxes. Yeah. Yep. There's so many different, all the new creatures that they in, uh, like bring to you. I'm like, I got to get better weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how do you feel about the uh, book bag? Well, you're, what you carry on you. Did you notice that it's almost like the old Diablo where there's squares? Oh, and no. On, yes. I, I so you can upgrade that. Uh, you, you can upgrade it. Yeah, you get a lot more spaces, but you can only carry a certain amount of stuff, and yeah. it's is based off boxes. And I didn't realize that until I had my shotgun and I tried to equip a AK forty seven, and it took up too many spaces. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, yeah. Another turn off until I upgraded it is fine now because I can carry all my weapons. But it was a big turn off at first. Okay. I can see how that could be a turnoff. Yeah, it's that was definitely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, for me, it feels like a puzzle, and I'm kind of used to that because some you know games in the past have had that yeah. issue, and um, or that kind of standard. And I was just like, all right, what is the best weapons? What do I have? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to carry three items when I didn't upgrade. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to carry four. I'm going to carry the AK, the shotgun, the uh, shock pistol, and mm-hmm. obviously the melee weapon. Yeah. And so that fit enough where I could have some health and have 
two stacks of ammo for each weapon. Okay. Yeah. But I end up getting rid of the, the pistol because it is powerful, but I felt like if I'm going to take something down, I'm just going to use my machine gun or my shotgun. Yeah. There's no reason to have another set of ammo in there. Especially when the shock pistol. I don't know, man. You always need that backup, dude. I have it now. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have it now because I have so much space. So yeah. it's like, why not just... I have all these components I can build stuff with. I might as well just build Okay. Build what I need. All what right. I have. Is there a skill tree in this game? Yes. Okay. So but there's... It's not, it's not your temper... It's not your normal set of skill tree. Yeah. So you have, uh, I think, six different areas where you can equip... Not equip, but upgrade mm-hmm. stuff. And it is your uh, your core character that you can upgrade, like health, dodging, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, your energy that you use from Charles to do powers like abilities, you can upgrade that or upgrade like how much charge you have with your uh, stun gun. I'm yeah. going to call it a stun gun, okay. which uses no ammo. It just uses power from Charles. And then you also have all your abilities, which is uh, frost, telekinesis, shock, uh, poly gel, and that's it, right? Telekinesis launches people in the air. And yeah. You can slam them down. I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you upgrade the telekinesis enough, you can pick up a shit ton of enemies and then drop them back down and do damage when they hit the ground. Yeah. So you can keep them up for a while and just shoot them and then you can just drop them down. And it just feels so satisfying picking up all these little guys and just like, and they just explode. It does a lot of damage. Yeah. Because sometimes you get surrounded by guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, like you were saying, you get backed in the corner. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, once you get backed in the corner, and that's what sucks about this game. Once you're back in a corner, you, it is... Oh, you're not moving. You're not moving. You get, you got to whip out that shotgun and go to town. Yeah. And plus, what's very unique is like each enemy has their own type of weakness against something. Uh, majority of it is going to be melee damage to all of them. Uh, but some of them have, they're like super weak against shock. They're super weak against uh, dropping or any of your powers, frost or something like that. Yeah. So you just have to, and that's another annoying part. You have to highlight, you have to use your detective mode to figure out what weakness they are. I don't do that. But that's annoying because by the time you pull up your detective mode, they're already chasing after you, especially the big bosses. Like the the one boss that... uh, Austin mentioned was the red jelly goo guy. <laughs> you don't have time. He is fast. He is fast and he's on a killing spree. And you can't use your guns because they do no nothing. Hardly any damage. Zero. Well, great. So I'm over there just dodging as much as I can. Yep. Shocking when I can. It just it's plus, normally slows down slows enemies down, but it doesn't it do It doesn't do anything. So it's, So you, if you go into a battle and you die, you better be prepared for the next one. Yeah. It's almost like a rogue... I don't want to call it a rogue style. Now, what is the game. save situation like? Can you save whenever or so save I, points that you have to go to? There's I, save points. There there are save points, but I came to a realization that if you're doing a story and you hit a story beat, like a chapter in that story, it'll save at that point. But if you're going through a dungeon or anything like that and you die, you're pretty much fucked and you have to start back over at your save point. Yeah. Damn. But there's like three save points in each uh in in the dungeons as you're going through. And the dungeons is where you get your blueprints and stuff like that for your weapons, which I highly recommend just running through those because those will help you out a lot. Is there anything lower in this game than easy? I so I I'm going to go I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go to that. Um no, there's easy, medium and hard. Okay. I actually dropped this game down to easy after facing my first boss. 
because I enjoy the story, but it just is almost a nightmare playing and getting attacked and getting cornered so much. Because there was this one room or one mission that I went into. I dropped in there, and then all of a sudden, it like went in red alert alarm, and people, robots, just constantly coming at me. And I'm like, I can't do this. I just can't. I was just like, it's frustrating. Yeah, it gets tough. And especially, especially, yeah. Yeah, and like with the abilities, I wish the icon at the bottom was a little bit more noticeable. So you're only able to equip two abilities besides okay. your shock. You always have your shock. But the two abilities, you can barely see what they are. You have to switch over. I have to hit up on the D-pad to switch. But I can barely notice what they are because it's like a white hexagon thing. And then the center is a symbol, and it's so tiny. So, so tiny. So tiny. So annoying. And then, like, the frost versus, because I got, when I first got my two abilities, it was frost and shield. Yes. And so when I switched, I think there was a glitch, because sometimes it would switch and sometimes it wouldn't. Yep. And it, when I looked at it, I was like, what What do I have? What do I have? Yeah. I don't understand. They could have put, like, a color to it or something. Frost sign is not frost. Yeah. It doesn't look like Frost. And see, that's what I'm saying about this game. It's a great game. It has everything, but there's little things that need to be polished up and fair fixed enough, on enough. it. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. But I, so it's not game of the year. No, I think it could be game of the year based, <laughs> it, based on gameplay. And I, have finished the, I haven't beat the game, which apparently might not have the best ending, but it definitely is ticking all the boxes. Yeah. It's making me want to come back for more. Like I want to know what's going to happen next because it does mostly seamlessly go from gameplay to cutscene yeah. to some degree. And the cutscenes look just like the gameplay. Yes. And I'm blown away like how great the game looks. Like I didn't have to change any because usually no, on yeah. these games I have to change my settings to get it to like the best FPS and make it look just as good as I want it to look. Mm-hmm. But like taking into account for like how much uh you know it's gonna affect my my gameplay. And I don't want it to play at 30 frames per second. I want it to play. I didn't touch nothing. Yeah. This game just played. This game looks and it beautiful. Looks amazing. Amazing. Outstanding. Yeah. They've done a really good job. Yeah. For a company, this is their first game. Yeah, game that's, that's wild. Yeah. I was trying to find their pedigree, like where people have come from, the the, the people in the studio, where they came from. I didn't really find a good idea on it, but. It's like four dudes that came together. They were like, hey, let's make this really cool game. And they brought together a team, mm-hmm. which is now 110 people apparently around the world. So it's not a small team, but it's like still impressive that they were able to do this for their first title. And I think the reason why the ending sucks to this game from what everyone's telling me, but well, from what I'm hearing is just because it is very predictable. Mm. It's not yeah. that mystery vibe that Bioshock has, you know? Right, right, and, and I'm sorry if I keep comparing it to Bioshock. It just feels like well, it's very. Similar. It looks a lot like, like a Bioshock game. Yeah. Well, to be fair, in Wolfenstein, there's a lot of twists and turns that are like, holy, and I don't I think, can't believe that's happening. And you see, I, even with Wolfenstein, I don't think we're going to get that giant twist and turn. It's going just going to be very because already is. I'm, I'm only two or three hours in, and I can already feel what's going to happen. It's very predictable. I just, I just feel like it's it's a much more mature game with a lot of stuff that's happening. There's a lot yeah. of politics involved and, you know, power grabs and things like that, which I already find interesting in its own right. Yeah. And so watching it play out, and yeah, I have like been like, oh, okay, I think this is happening or that's happening or this may happen later in the future. 
I'm just like, okay. Like, I'm okay with coasting and seeing what's going to happen. Even if oh, yeah. I can no, no, guess no. ahead of time. Yeah, no, most definitely. It's going to be this or that. I mean, you're enjoying the journey. Yeah. You know yeah. you know how it's going to end, but you're enjoying the journey right. to it. So for $40, y'all can buy the Atomic Heart Atomic Pass, which is going to grant you four yet-to-be-announced DLCs. Four for DLCs game. for this game? Wow. Shit, dude. It might be worth. I it, might. We'll I might get that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I do love this game. It does say that uh, you'll receive four unique DLCs, opening up access to new areas and labs, as well as new weapons, new enemies, bosses, an exclusive skin for your glove, and more. Hmm. I already like what I have seen. Yeah. There, there's very interesting moments in this game, especially with boss battles that come out of nowhere. And you're oh, like, my God. Oh, fuck. I wasn't ready for this. Like, you don't know if you're going to survive or not. You're like, why? 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 I so, just started the game. Why are you doing this? So I had, okay, one good example of this before we end this uh, segment, mm-hmm. or this review, is that I started with shield and ice. But then I was like, oh, I want to put some of my upgrade points to other things. So I took away my ice. And I got telekinesis. But then this boss comes out of nowhere, which I had no idea was coming. And uh, they're like, oh, if you put down some of that gel and then use some of your abilities. Oh, you son could, of a bitch. You could help. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it said before you fought this boss. And I was like, I only have telekinesis. And this other thing, this ain't going to work yeah. very well. <laughs> so that's another thing in this game. You can reset your skill points. And your equipment. Good. You get you all, get you all of it back. back well, that's which how never happens. Does. No, that's how it always is. No, no it's, not. it's not. Yeah, you get all your points back. Fuck no, when it's you not. Get a, when you choose to respec. Okay, yeah, to respec, yes. But respec, like, it, doing a respec, you usually do it at the end of the game. You don't usually do it fucking two hours in. Yeah, you can respect at any point in time. Get all of your points back. But when you're... And crafting. Outriders cra- let crafting. you respec whenever you want it. Okay, fair enough. But yes, he's right. And usually in some games, you have to spend oh, money. He's right. <laughs> yes, the whole crafting, like I spent all of these points and things Into on this, this gun. Into this weapon or yeah. to this gun. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to scrap it and I get all that back. And because you find you stuff. find something better. So like, for example, I put all this crafting into a, a handle to a gun to make yeah. it better. But I picked up a better one. I can just equip that and it automatically gives me all the resources back. Oh, so I can, okay. So not yeah. even just, I thought you were talking about a skill point specifically. You mean like well, the crafting machine. Skill points and, and the crafting. Oh, yeah, get it nice. all back. It's so nice. Well, because that's the thing it that's helps. always frustrating with like Borderlands. You know, you upgrade guns yes. and shit like that. Yep. You have to sell them and you don't well, get any of that back. carrot on the stick because you, you're upgrading these guns and it's like, oh, you need a few more parts here and a few more parts there. And it's like, oh, well, you know, certain robots carry these parts so I need to actually go look for them. Yeah, I got to go hunt them down. them. And then use that, and then it's like, oh, well, now I have this better gun. Well, screw the pistol I spent all these parts on. Now I can build this yep. super laser gun Yeah, that I'm going to carry around. Yep. It shoots out uh, explosive rounds of some kind. Of, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that one yet. Oh, yeah. So you can hold it for the long charge. Oh, shoot, actually, I might have got it. Like I just, a grenade. Yeah. EMP. EMP. Yeah. yeah. Or you can just shoot the little. God, the game's fun. I know. There's it's a, lot it's a fun things. game. Carry on a stick. It does yep. it well. I Give me recommend. that carrot. I think it could be game of the year. I think it will be nominated for game of the year. Yeah, I don't think it'll get game of the year. Yeah, I still think Hogwarts Legacy is going to get game of the year. Doubt oh, it. Even though that game has some problems with it. But here's the thing: well, the, the the tricky part about this is that 
the two games that have so far been the best games of the year both have a lot of controversy around them. And that's what I'm worried about with with uh, these games. Like yeah. just not this being one has controversy to, around it? Yeah. It's they're Russia. It's Russia. There's <laughs> <laughs> No, it's huge. There was there was there was a uh, This is an alternative universe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's made by people. Some of them are from Russia. Oh, okay. And there's like some Russian ties. There was even talks that they they have some ties to the uh, the KGB. Um, there's a, all rumor for sure, but like there was uh, at one point on their website an old privacy policy that said that they're collecting information in this game and oh. selling it to Russian authorities or giving it to Russian authorities as part of their privacy policy. So there's a whole bunch of like controversy coming out about like you know in the state of where we are right now, what is you know how deep are the ties to this? Because they've come out very obviously, very explicitly on their website, and they're like, we're not a political figure, a political tool for any nation. We have no ties to government. We do not do propaganda. We only have pure intentions, et cetera, et cetera. So they're very much trying to save face here. But it's like, there's literally nothing about this company prior to the development of this game that exists out there and everything. So that's why when they came out, that one article, that one company came out and was like, here's why we're reviewing this, despite the potential ties to like, the Kremlin, that's what it was. They were tied, potentially tied to the Kremlin. Um, why we're doing that versus Hogwarts we, Legacy. We hate this girl more than we hate <laughs> Russia. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. Well, I would say to that article, uh, how about you look at all the ties that these some of these games have with China mm. and tell me that there isn't a problem with that. So I still like their advertisement. Uh, uh, did did you all get that YouTube video I sent? Yeah, with uh, with uh, uh, Jensen Ackles. Yeah, yeah where, that was great. Oh yeah, that yeah. was so perfect. They, it, if you haven't seen it, it's a YouTube. Well, it's a trailer for this uh, for this game, and like, there's this little girl trying to fight a robot or like this dummy of a robot, and she's <laughs> dressed up like a wizard trying to do things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and, uh, what's his name? Jensen came Ackles comes Jason out. Ackles comes up. And he's like, "Nah, you ain't got to do it that way." And <laughs> just basically shotguns it and <laughs> uses all the powers in the atomic heart. <laughs> just a stab at Hogwarts Legacy. I thought that was like perfect. I, that that, that definitely so had to be good. a stab at Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, "Yeah, you can't use magic to fight these or some <laughs> shit." It's so funny. It's just so perfect. Kind of using some magic. No. Anyway, yeah, I, I think it's a, a definitely oh yeah play for this year. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't get most underrated game of the year. To me, it was very unexpected, so it might. I know, like this early in the year, yeah, with all these other major hitters are supposed to yeah. come out pretty soon. It's pretty impressive. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'll have to play it. And it's on Game Pass, everybody. Don't yep. forget Game Pass. Final countdown. <laughs> Talking about the finals. Hey, everybody. We are talking about the finals, not the NBA finals, <laughs> but actually a game called the finals. You may have seen on YouTube recently, there's a whole bunch of information that's been coming out about a recent preview build of a game called the finals from a studio. If you've listened to this podcast, you may have heard of before called Embark Studios. Embark Studios is a team made up of ex-DICE developers who, 
Uh, if you guys remember Patrick Sutherland, who was a former head of DICE, worked on the Battlefield series, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 2, Battlefield 4, all the Battlefields and stuff like that. He was kind of like the head honcho guy over there that called the shots and stuff like that. He spun off and went and made Embark Studios. And you guys also may have remembered back in the day of the Game Awards where they announced a game, the first game from Embark Studios, Ark Raiders, which is a game that I think Ooh, we're yeah, all very yeah. excited I'm about. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Very cool third-person shooter yeah, kind of game. Something. Austin's <laughs> not excited, but that's okay because Austin might be excited about this game. So the finals is a game that is, while the overall team is working on Ark Raiders, a small team of people was like, I want to make this really cool multiplayer shooter. And the finals is essentially a multiplayer arena shooter that's got a little bit of Overwatch, a little bit of Battlefield, and a little bit of Mirror's Edge kind of all smashed together in a game. How does it have the Battlefield? It just feels like Battlefield. That's what really intrigues me. Yeah, like this is classic Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. definitely uh, Battlefield Twenty Forty Two is not or not uh, not it. I mean, it feels like Battlefield, but not like this is like classic Battlefield. Yeah, so it's, I'm excited it's, for I like all the that destruction. High, yeah, that's it, the it, thing. Well, that's, that's, that's Battlefield. The big thing, man. Destruction all, is everything is destructible. It's supposed they're We're supposed play to have games that. and like halfway through the game. Like it's all demolished. Yeah, there's hardly any cover. Yeah. The uh, so the setup of this game is it's basically like you're watching a a game show. They were inspired by the Hunger Games, and uh, they're accepting new contestants, and that means you. And uh, the finals is the world's greatest. It will be a free to play combat game show. Um, Contestants plug into the virtual world and join teams in escalating tournaments. They fight it out in beautifully rendered arenas based on real-world locations that they can alter, exploit, and destroy. You can aim, shoot, but contestants that add carefully curated virtual environments to their arsenal are more likely to advance. So you do anything you can to win. You know, send burn arenas to the ground, send wrecking balls, crash in the opponents, pull down buildings. And uh, you can uh, sneak up on enemies with enemy squads with a katana in hand, rip an entire building down from under their feet. You can do anything you want. The world's your weapon and the enemy. A skilled contender might go in guns blazing, but with our environmental destruction, that's just the start of what you can wield against your foes. Um, you also can customize a character, but this is not a hero shooter. So you have like kind of a kind of a class. There is like a healer character. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a class system, but it's not like you have heroes like you do in like an overwatch kind of game oh so there is a class system to it yes i believe so oh i took it as it's not a class shooter and just like a a it's not a hero shooter it's like battlefield okay without the specialists without the specialists you played battlefield specialists yes this is more like you pick a class oh like you pick a role that you're gonna play and that's the extent that's the extent of it yeah okay um but you can customize your character, jump in. Matches are set up like three players per team, and there's four teams that drop into a map. And the end goal is not to be the person that's got the most kills, but instead it's the team that has the most money. So there's this like bank that can move around the map, I believe, but there's this bank that you have to deposit cash to. So you go find these cash boxes. Somebody picks them up, delivers them <coughs> to the cash box, and then can like bank that money. Oh, I took it as you have your bank, you pick up money and you take it there. And people can still 
money from your bank, almost like capture the flag. I thought that's what she was saying. I think there's just one there's one bank in the game, I believe. But she, you maybe not. Because I could have swore you have your own bank and you take the money to your bank. Yeah, you might be right. Because I mean you are able to like just you know screw steal, up the steal from them essentially. From them. Yeah. So you're also protecting and taking. That's what I thought they were saying. Okay. I could be wrong. Yes. I'll confirm that. Okay. But yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall though, like looking at it, I mean, like, what do you guys think about this game? Like this game is set to, um, I don't know when it's going to come out yet, but, uh, probably sometime this year. I, um, but what you've seen so far, I think thoughts? this is going to be the new thing. Like Warzone, Fortnite, fucking, what's that on? Battlefield 24 two. I think that's all dead. I don't think so. No. No, I think it's too niche still. I mean, it's really cool. Obviously, I'm excited. I like the gameplay already. Yeah. I just don't think... I don't know if it's going to be able to compete with all of that. I think hmm. Battlefield, Fortnite... They already have a name. They, they're they just too set in stone. Apex, like, people, people are going to play that, you know? Apex has lost some steam over the past year or two but still like i think a lot of people i, I think this is going to garner um a community i just, just think it's still a little it's just too different you know what i mean that, that, i think that it's too cool, different it's good though man it it's could be interesting it's fun it could be yes you're right it could you know, be just, i was I about just, to say something inappropriate never mind i just don't <laughs> i just don't think um when i have all those other games like i would rather pick up Fortnite. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if it depends how like these match how fast he's these like obsessed with Fortnite now. Look at this yeah, guy. I know. Well, it's a it's new standard. Like, I'm sorry. This is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I, I want think the concept be. behind it is interesting and I, I think it's it's something different that we we've been waiting for compared to the other games. I think you could be hundred percent right. Could be. Could be. We'll have to see. I, I am I'm excited for it, especially now since I'm getting more into this uh, uh, PvP world of killing people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like uh, I'm used to just playing single player games, but now since I've been hanging out with you turkeys, it's just been like multiplayer, <laughs> multiplayer all the time, and it's yeah. like Warzone 2.0, Fortnite, Battlefield, and all this. This I I'd rather play this instead of Battlefield. Ouch. I mean, I could see that for you. I'd rather play this, this. instead of Fortnite. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. I don't podcast know. divided right here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would. Like, this is... I'm getting the uh, close quarters vibe from Battlefield 3 and 4. Yeah. With this, which yeah. I loved playing close quarters. Yeah. Because it was a limited amount of players, and you can just run around, almost like Call of Duty, uh, and just had wreck shop. Mm-hmm. Which was, I love doing that. So this could be very similar, but I don't know how to think about the uh, my blood is coins and when I die I explode in the coins. Oh my gosh, that's just that's just a thing though, you know. I know, but it's still, just it's, it's just, their thing. It's their thing. The coins. It's just too cheesy for me, man. Okay. Have you played Fortnite? <laughs> yeah. yeah what the no fuck? Blood there. Yeah, it's but it's have cheesy. You, have you seen the the skins that they brought out? 
Which ones? All of them. All of them. I bought some, yeah. Ariana Grande. They're all st- <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> that whole game is cheesy. Yeah. Right. Everything about that you game is cheesy. Ride, you can freaking ride Boba Tea, man. <laughs> That's cool. That's it's cool. <laughs> That's not cheesy. You're talking about- all right. Tell me this. Tell me this. What here is going to, like, the, the monetization stuff that they're going to come out with, like, it could make or break this thing. What's the battle pass going to be like? What is the skins that you're going to be able to get? What Who says it's going to be a battle pass? It's a free to play. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, that could be a concern, but I think it's, it's one of those games though, that has enough like personality. I think here where you could mm-hmm. get pretty, you could get Fortnite zany with this shit and yeah, you could be yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. running around. Like think, I, I think like Riders Republic, be running around with a freaking panda suit, you know, and stealing cash, okay. jumping off of buildings and stuff. I hate this. I hate this with a fucking passion. It's a first-person shooter. This is what you're he not going to see your goddamn cosmetic if you're purchasing. It doesn't it. matter. I, I don't like that concept. I what hate works it. For Fortnite, does it necessarily mean it's going to work for everyone? When you else. get that victory pose at the end, man, you want to see that, that five-second victory. Look at that panda. Yeah. yeah. Or that kill cam. Look at that Join panda. that game. You can do those little emo dances. Stupid. I don't get it. It's what you okay. want, man. Okay. I just feel like it's so much more different. That it's hard to know if it's going to work or not. Like when you die, you drop a statue that your people have to come pick you up. Like I think that's a little bit more convenient than like picking up a whole body. I'm not saying you should pick up a body, but you know, there's stuff where like you pick up a card, yeah, or whatever. Um, a tag or something, or maybe you go to a respawn point. Well, do you want them to do the same thing the other guys are doing? I, I don't know. Like, well, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to tell with what we're seeing if uh, that's going to work and pan out the way that they want it to, or if it just feels like too much of a chore. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to have a problem making this look cool. I mean, like I compare this game, what, what this game is going to do. It's not going to go after battlefield. It's not no, going to go after not. Fortnite. Not. It's going to go after Valorant. It's oh. going to go after Overwatch. Okay. Those Overwatch are the games it's going to take down. Because Valorant, for example, is a game that has a very strong community. Very, very strong. Very close quarters. Very competitive. <clears throat> hero focus. It's got a battle pass. It's got free-to-play stuff. The battle pass stuff is kind of kind of silly, kind of colorful, kind of whatever. This game is going to probably go that same same path. Like th- this game feels to me like somebody made a made a point. It's like, it's like this is a mix of Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and actually Counter Strike is what I meant to mention earlier. Counter Strike, yeah. And I definitely see a Counter Strike vibe with this. It's an arena shooter. It's not a Battlefield. It's not a Battle Royale. It's not a Battlefield. It's a. It's gonna definitely. I'd rather play this in Halo. I'd definitely rather play this than Overwatch. Yeah. Um, all that stuff I think is what this is targeting right now. All right. Maybe I, Valorant. I agree with you 100%. Because I would definitely not going to play Valorant. Yeah. I'd play this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks fun. It's fast. It's quick. Um, it's competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. Um, I just hope that they can fix the the, the issues with the... Because, uh, I mean, as as we've seen, and it's everything is destructible. And that's got balance issues written all over it. But I, at the same time, am very excited to, I don't know, it looks really, really good. And, I mean, if they can make that, you know, work without, like, having, I mean, performance is the key thing in these competitive games. And if you have any kind of glitch where, like, 
you know, somebody's blowing the freaking floor out of something above them and it causes the frame rate to dip down to like 30 frames per second for half the team. Yeah. Somebody's got the advantage over somebody else. And that yeah. sucks. But that's something that can be fixed. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that could easily. So here's here's how the 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 caching thing works. I did find it find it here. So okay. you have the only way to earn points is to bank your bank your money. Throughout the map, there's vault spawns that teams can capture. Once you unlock the cache in the vaults, you carry the box of cash in your hand. So whoever is carrying the cash cannot use weapons, etc., but does have free range of movement. With the box of cash in hand, you run to a cash out location where you can bank the money for your team and move up the leaderboard. Oh. However, when you go to that cash out location, securing the deposit takes time. So you have to defend. You have to decide: do you stay and defend it from enemy teams that may try and steal the upload, Ooh. or do you run and try and grab more cash or steal someone else's upload, oh. which can also be happening? So there's multiple. I think there is. So there's multiple ones. It's not like you're, you're, not, you're, you're not securing a team one. It's you're anyone. Just, you're just uploading. Damn. So it's like kind of defend the point yeah. while you finish the upload. Yeah. Capture the flag. Kind of like a capture. Yeah, it's like conquest. Yeah. Defend the flag. Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so. Wow. That's, yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's intense, though. That, yeah. That's like. His coordination. Communication. Yeah, coordination. The right, like, um, the right diversity and characters. I'm excited. I, I want to jump into this yeah, game I'm right gonna, when it comes out and just oh, like get good. Because we, we put in for early access requests. I mean, like, right when it comes yeah. out. He'll get it eventually on console. Yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll just right now, if you have console. Well, I have a console. PC. I mean, if you have PC, <laughs> <laughs> it. you're like, wait a second. <laughs> um, uh, my bad. So the builds, so they don't have the, they don't have heroes, so they have builds. So they have light, medium, heavy builds. Mm. So a light build has 150 HP, fast running speed, could be a sniper and submachine gun specialty. Medium build has 250 HP, balanced running speed, assault rifle and shotgun grenade specialty. Heavy is 350 HP, slow running speed, light machine gun, and grenade launch specialty. And then, like I said, I think there is like healing. Um, there's a the medium build had an issue where their healing stream was incredibly fast and efficient, so it you know healed too quickly. So there were some issues there. Um, but yeah, I mean it's I, it's a great idea. It's fresh. It's fresh and different. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. It's like we've been playing so many. Like we had Knockout City come out. We had that that Rumble <laughs> game come out. Rumble but like. Uh, Rumbleverse, yeah, it's like all these different games coming out that just like haven't done well and haven't succeeded, and this is one that I'm like, okay, this is kind of back to the arena style, which I really really like. It's got the the visceralness feeling of the gunplay. Um, it's destructible environments, which is awesome. Yes, that's awesome. Um, got a little bit of Mirror's Edge vibe to it. It's got the the thing where like you know Battlefield. It's like, okay, how many battle passes can they do for this Battlefield game without it looking silly? This game Too has late. the aesthetic <laughs> to make it look silly or can make it look, you know, yeah. they can go the silly route and they it doesn't feel out of place where everything's in here. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for the freaking Witcher crossover in this game. <laughs> 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 Nicki Minaj, get your ass in. Just imagine an emote of her just twerking. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to get. Oh my god! Fuck this. <laughs> well, we're not gonna go that far, probably. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the finals. Everybody supposedly gonna come out later this year, made by a small team, Embark Studios, but comes from Battlefield Devs. Um, these guys made Bad Company too. So I mean, oh, oh, that's what we need. Yeah, we need another Bad Company. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
just just imagine this being like such a small project and it just blows up. I have a feeling it will. And then they're gonna. I have a about feeling the other it will. They've been making. What was it called? Which one? The one that you're. Our graders. About. Yeah, our graders. Oh be like, my you know God. what? Screw it. It's not coming out. <laughs> it's not coming oh, out. They're gonna. Don't you dare pull a freaking respawn on me <laughs> and be like, oh, check out this Apex Legends free to play game while we wait on Titanfall three. Oh no, we're not gonna make Titanfall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. Uh, <laughs> Can't believe they're not making. I'm time excited. Fall. Yeah, I first am, time I'm too, ever too. excited for like a game like this. So our creators are supposed to be free to play, also. So they're like, oh, basically seriously, just making free to play games. Yeah, wow. it was gonna be a free to play cooperative third person shooter. I will oh, say, I love I third think, person shooters. I didn't think you would be interested in this game. I am like surprised. I blame you guys for that. What do we do? Because you guys Play, got me into these games. Play, playing Battlefield, Battlefield, Overwatch. Um, Oh, what's another one that we play a lot? I didn't play Overwatch that much. Man, remember when Overwatch, we were Apex. like really high time for a hot got second? Me into Apex. Uh, oh, the big one that got me into like these games was uh, Splitgate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Splitgate yeah, was yeah. fucking good, you know? And then they decided to screw us over and not finish it. No. Or not continue developing well, it. Well, they, they died. The community yeah. died. Halo came out, and apparently everyone wanted to play Halo more than this game. Yeah. Yeah. But Splitgate no, made me feel no, they like... They just decided to leave us and start another yeah. game, those assholes. It's just Splitgate made me feel confident in these games, you know? Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. Yeah. That was a that was quite the turn of all of that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just excited there's also hype in the Discord about it, too, because this is how I found out about this game was like through Discord. Yeah, who, who hit us up about uh, it? Josh was the first one that brought yeah. it up. And he was like, y'all should join this beta. It's going to be great. We need to all play it together. I'm like, yep, we should. And then I saw it, and I was like, damn. Damn. This definitely feels, feels Damn, nice. girl. Yeah. Drop 600 on that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop all this money on this freaking game. <laughs> Can't wait. So the finals coming out sometime, hopefully, in 2023 from Embark Studios. Check it out. Go on a Steam page if you want to join the upcoming beta releases. Otherwise, just... You know, keep following us. We'll keep you updated on how how it is. Yeah. But this seems perfect for a casual gamer. You can jump in, jump out, and also get a little competitive with it. Woo! It is the middle of the new month of March, but there are still some free games to be had. If you are an Xbox Games with Gold subscriber, we did talk about last podcast, the PlayStation Games with Gold. Or not the Games with Gold. The PlayStation <laughs> free games yeah. from PlayStation Plus. But we have some Xbox games. One is Iris Fall. A dreamlike design world of puzzles and adventure. You play as young Iris following a mysterious black cat in a labyrinth world of light and dark. And then Autonauts, where you find uninhabited planets and transform them. Starting with the basics of harvesting sticks and stones, you'll begin your foundation. Eventually move out to build worker bots, who in turn can help you build more after you hone their intelligence, and then much, much more. So that's a game that you can also get for free this month with the Xbox. And looking forward to the next few weeks, let's talk about upcoming video game releases. Jason, All right. kick us off. On the 21st, we're going to get Tachia on the PlayStation 5, PS4, and PC. Tachia. Tachia. Is that how you say it? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think it's Chia. Chia? Yeah. Okay, Chia. Tia is silent. Oh, Chia. A tropical open world adventure. Climb, glide, swim, and sail your boat around a beautiful... What? Archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> In this physics-driven sandbox. Take control of any animal or object you can find and jam on your fully playable <laughs> ukulele. That's my favorite part. 
is the jamming the ukulele <laughs> i also want to mention too uh this game uh was recently announced by playstation that it will be available if you are a playstation plus um like the second tier subscriber oh. so like they did with stray this will be available as free as part of your plus subscription okay awesome that is nice <clears throat> Coming on the 24th, we have Resident Evil 4 Remake. Coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox, PS4, and PC. Survival is just the beginning. Six years have passed since the biological disaster in Raccoon City. Leon S. Kennedy, one of the survivors, tracks the president's kidnapped daughter to a secluded European village where there is something terribly wrong with the locals. And you try to figure out why the, why the president's daughter was... <laughs> did you play Resident Evil 4, no, Austin? I did not. Okay. I'm curious. Are you going to play this one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. But why was President's daughter? It's a video game. Move on. <laughs> it's a video game. Uh, on the 28th, a game that I'm very excited about, but probably going to be sorely disappointed about, is a game called Crime Boss Rock A City coming oh, out on PlayStation 5, out. Xbox Series X, and PC. Um, in this game, you're an organized it's an organized crime game combining first-person shooter action and turf wars, playable solo or with friends. Y'all ready for this? Mm -hmm. Take on the role of Travis Baker, not to be confused with Travis Barker from Blink-22, a man with his sights set on becoming the new king of Rock A City, one crime at a time. Ooh. And on April 4th, on all platforms, we have Meet Your Maker. Meet Your Maker is a post-apocalyptic first-person building and raiding game where every level is designed by the players. Play solo or with a friend as you mastermind devious maze-like outposts. I almost said octopus. Outposts <laughs> full of traps and guards. Then gear up in a mythological, fast-paced, combating, raiding other players' creations. I'm excited about this game, actually. Yeah, it's where it you make your own like, yeah. raiding... Yeah, it's like you're making your own dungeon, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Looks but cool. you also release it out to the wild, and you can play with your friends. Mm. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And with that, everybody, that's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out in two weeks for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you guys like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to join us at twitch.tv slash innergamercast or youtube.com slash innergamer every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. If you have a specific topic you want to hear us about, want to hear us talk about, you can also email us. No, scratch that. You can donate to us at patreon.com slash gamer and we will talk about it on the podcast. Nice. You can also join us in on the conversation on our Discord channel. Check out the show notes for the link. If you want to support our show, you can donate on our website at innergamer.net. All donations go towards making podcasts, videos, and streams even better. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take time to share this episode with a friend family member or loved one the more eyes we get in front of our content the faster we grow and it helps more you know so thank you for continued support I'm Austin Morales I'm Brayden Oski and I'm Jason Hobbs and you've been listening to the Gamer Podcast catch you guys next time podcast out ride them rails I was about to say that that's funny <laughs>
Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought I thought you just knew what you're saying. <laughs> I did. Like, you did it. <laughs> you guys made it dirty. <laughs> you made it dirty. What are you saying? I'm gonna roll the fuck out of the city. I said we're gonna ride. Oh yeah, I did say it. Okay, never mind. Ride the fuck out of them rails. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so nonchalant about it too. It's just like okay. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It's great. Hi, I am Jason. Hi. My name is Woo. My name is uh. My name is Chicka Chicka Slim Shady. Slim Shady. Why am I so low now? Hello, I'm Austin. Okay, there it is. Fuck. Speak with meaning. Speaking with meaning. Speak with meaning. Brett has seen a lot of big penises. He knows what's a decent side to be inside with someone. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's why, that's why he would respond that way. <laughs> that's not where I <laughs> Yeah, I could tell. I could tell. That's why I said. You just say, I'm sorry, your husband sent me a dick pic. <laughs> That flew like completely <laughs> over your fucking head. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you got it. I know I got it. It was good. But when Austin responded to it, I was like, Austin didn't get it. And Brett's not explaining it, so I guess I will. <laughs> he never has jokes that deep. <laughs> no offense to you. I'm just saying. It's not what I expected. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>